0: Uh, hello, good evening, good... well, afternoon. It's afternoon for us. Uh, it's do it's good evening
1: for me, though. I'm recording from a different time, zone. So... Oh, fair enough. I can't handle good afternoon, folks.
2: He's on just...
0: Planet <laughs> uh, Yes, it's 12 o'clock at night. Uh, no, sorry. It's, um, <laughs> it's uh, do you expect to talk commentary time, so that's why yeah, oh. it's me introducing. Uh, this, was a bit... this wasn't planned uh, initially this week, but we decided to kind of return back to Bond because... Well, it's been, it's been a while, just in general. It was your idea. It was, it was. And I'm kind of happy with, uh, cause it was your choice, wasn't it, Becca? You did, it uh, was. We decided to do Quantum of Solace, which uh, is, this last Craig one, isn't it? Until we get, it is. we Until we get No Time to Die, and then we can probably Yeah, I was that. about to say Eventually. it's the
1: last Legacy, Craig, but then, of course, we've been going so long that Spectre wasn't... Spectre was, will be was, Legacy. Spectre, that wasn't a Legacy film when we first did it. <laughs> it
3: will new. be
1: now. Yeah. Uh, and it's now about what sixteen, seventeen years old. <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Don't say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's it's almost as old as you know. Got to know at this point. Um...
1: Ray Fines was in shorts in his school uniform in that one. <laughs>
0: yes.
3: <Yeah. Yeah>, so... <laughs> Instead of like just William, it will be just Bond.
1: Yeah. Oh dear
0: oh yes uh yeah that, uh... so it's the last craig one which is <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the last craig one um which is uh, quantum of solace until we get no time to die which we'll do that at some point i'm sure Is uh... it not the
3: last craig film but it's the last craig film that we'll have covered a commentary for yes
1: yeah yes. i mean it's not even the last chronological as, as exists now no. for anyone who's like fairly new to this show we take in turns to pick our commentaries and we'd previously picked all the Craig ones except this. So it's the last one we haven't covered from him.
3: No, we sort of picked them at random, don't we? And I think we've only got, so what, five or six left to go? We haven't got very many to um, do now.
1: Not including No Time to Die, not including Casino Royale or any the non-official ones that we may decide, hey, let's have a look at that one. But from the officially on Bond films, we've got six left. We've got a couple of Conneries. No, I think we got three Connery, two more, and a Brosnan left. And bros. a yeah. yeah. Good old
3: Bros.
0: Yeah. oh good old good old Broz I actually looking for is, is, is it well it's not enough we got left for...
1: no it's tomorrow never dies I love the fact that like when we mention Broz now it's always with that sort of good job little buddy here <laughs> like, he, he's not that highly rated as Bond anymore so when we mention Broz then, it's like oh good old Broz, good old Broz. <laughs> he, he had a go didn't
3: he <laughs> I think you know obviously he was he kind of brought it into what would be like the modern era um, and I think had we not kind of you know you've got to go I, I don't quite know how to phrase this, but it's kind of like we had to have diner the day so that we could have Casino Royale. If that makes sense. I um,
1: so you mean he bravely made a shit Bond film for, <laughs> all, for all of our scenes <laughs> well, no, it's like,
3: like, You know, you got to have films like Octopussy like, and um, well, not Octopussy, but um, like Moonraker, for example. So you could have films like For Your Eyes Only. Kind of, you've got to go kind of more and more outlandish until you think, right, okay, we've got to really pair it back. Go back to Fleming, you know, and, it and look at the, the thing,
1: It is the only thing that ever centers them. They seem to have to do a batshit one before they suddenly go. What the hell are we doing? Exactly. Yeah, so Absolutely. I've got no issue with people really liking Brosnan. It's it's to each their own. Um, his ear is just not a- aging that well. But tomorrow never dies isn't a particularly bad film. When we get to it, it's like it's entertaining enough. So yeah, but we've got um we've got, I think two decent conneries and a crap Connery left. <laughs> and two Roger Moore's, And that's one one good one bad as well. In my view, obviously. Yes. As I know, some people like octopussy. I would um, disagree.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's. Uh, I'd be interested to do octopussy with. Uh, uh, cause... I, do. I always really?
1: watch everything because we might out.
0: we might see your like you know your path into insanity in real time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah might... you're just like yeah. They suddenly goes mad. Board. Well, I'm quite looking forward to this, Strangely <laughs> enough, in two hours. Later, I'm feeling
2: alright. Really?
1: Yeah <laughs> uh, I, I, He's in a hot hair balloon for Q for I mean, fuck's sake so like, Yeah but we never ridicule each other's opinions But I saw Becca respond to something about Stephen Burkoff last night And saying how great he was in the film And I'm like well, We, no, are, what it was, we are watching different
3: films
1: We are watching different films Because he is like symptomatic
3: Of what's oh, Only because I, I watched it recently um, yeah. And I thought well this is ridiculous But it just occurred to me that Oh I thought he was not right. not the best thing in it, but like his, you know he gives a really fabulous att performance, and that's yeah. you know. But I might watch it again later on and be like, oh, "This How is crap."
1: Or <laughs> down him before he started. <laughs> just like calm down. Um, <laughs> it just but
0: Oscar. it was the it it was the, uh, it, it was the uh, role that got him the the villain in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. So which is well, there fantastic. Yeah. Thank it, you. But it's completely the opposite. It's all like kind of icy and menacing. I, th- I think it's something to do with, yeah something to do with like his eyes as well. It's like he's got really he of, just like, blue crazy. eyes. He's got he's got great eyes. Yeah, really piercing, definitely.
3: Mm-hmm. That's why he is. You know, he he, he commands a reputation that he has. You know, when he's on stage or screen, and you know. Well, the thing is, yeah, I prefer my, Rachel, my I, pre-
1: I prefer my Bond films really badly edited. So I've got no fucking idea what's going on.
3: <laughs> well you in? Luck. <laughs> um,
1: well, I- and I. I like extras that are like crap as well. (laughs) I was going to say, I'll be looking out for some quality sweeping. (laughs) Quality sweeping. We will mention it when we get there. Quantum of Solace, before we start then, just a reminder of where we are with it. I think Chris likes it most of the three of us. Becca likes it least, and I'm somewhere in the middle. I think there's a good film in here, but I just think um, Writer's Strike, Rushed, um, Incompetently Edited, the most born influenced of any of the Bond films um, of the Craig era. They always say, oh, he's, he's the born bond I don't agree with that, generally speaking, but certainly if you're going to make the case, you'd make it with this one. Um, but I think Becca struggles with it, and Chris is actually quite a defender of it. Would that be about
0: fair? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm aware of its failings to degree, but I think in, in the broads... So I was going to say, in the spectra spectrum of things. In um, yeah, the whole spectrum of things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no. In, you know, in in, in the, the quantum of a hole. Um, I would. Um. um <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Um, sinkhole. Yeah, I, I think I kind of. You don't, so wouldn't you? Because the alternative. I I I, 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 enjoy it. For I, I enjoy my time with it, and I think. Um, in, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was, they were heading in the right direction, which I think, like the films like Spectre and uh, Skyfall, deviate from that. And I think it's kind of it's Jarred Craig's run to a degree. And I know people probably prefer Skyfall, particularly um, possibly Spectre as well. Uh, but I, I think
1: I, I certainly think Skyfall is a more accomplished film. But I'm sort of with you. I, pre- I preferred. I, I liked Craig's, Craig's Bond more in the first half of his run than the second half. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you can in a way that you kind of forgive. that you can kind of like, okay, fine. I mean, it, by the end of the, the Quantum Solace, at the time, you you thought, okay, well, that wasn't as good a casino, but I've still like where the, where they're going.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, certainly after a few viewings, because I had a terrible time with it. First off, we talked about that before, but mm. it's not aging too badly. I don't mind it on the smaller screen. I just don't see it as this crime against cinema that, that everyone else does. It, it's got some problems because of the strike. It definitely has severe editing problems. I mean, there's there's no doubt. I don't know what they were thinking. But if you just take, the, you know, if you take all that out and just look at, like, the story, it's fine. It's OK.
3: Yeah. I think if they're going to remake a film, it would be interesting, you know, say they had, you know, the, the right budget, no right strike, no yeah. no constraints, and none of the production problems that they had. They and could probably go back, go back to this one and, team, and... yeah, yeah. And try to kind of do it, do it again, and then perhaps, uh, you know, just a suggestion.
1: <laughs> well, it... So
3: they could wave a magic wand. It kind of should this be one. this
1: era's Licence to Kill, but it's not in the same postcode as Licence to Kill in quality. Um, but, yeah... That's it's not what
3: not, listen to Paul Jameson's.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not the... Um, it's not the uh, crime against cinema it's painted as. I, I, I don't no, yeah. dislike it particularly, but that's not the say it's, it's, it's definitely very a like. grower.
3: Because I remember seeing that the cinema and then coming out thinking, and then it kind of took oh, me a yeah, couple of days, and it's there's definitely kind of grown.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, you just mentioned JBR listeners. Um, I hope it's appropriate to say this, but. Um, um I think he's a listener. I wouldn't swear to it, but Nick is in hospital at the moment. I don't know if we want to use his full name, but Nick, if you are listening to this or come to listen to this, uh, a JBR guy, Becca and I have both met him. I think he listens to us. He's certainly friends with us on Facebook. A um, little bit older than us, but not wildly. So he had some pre-existing conditions, and he was taken to hospital with double pneumonia last week. Um, Something
3: you're not so Best wishes for a and- swift recovery.
1: Suspected coronavirus. We'll find out what the truth of that was in a few days. He is in the at-risk category, um, and he's a little bit touch and go at the moment. So we just want to send our best regards. If you get to the point that you're well enough to hear this, Nick, we're we're delighted you got through
3: it. Lots of love to you.
0: Yeah. Oh, best of luck, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: So with that, shall we watch um, a very average northeast bomb film?
1: Yeah, oh, but st- still not the f- yeah.
0: yeah, it's, I- it's <laughs> one, one of the three they, they've released in this decade I know, God,
1: imagine You're we quite lucky decade... to get three in a
0: decade
1: <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine having <laughs> a decade less than that <laughs> um,
3: Thing of the past now
1: Particularly as you completely rebooted in the middle of the decade and stuff and rushed the... Th- anyway um, Yeah, it's not the worst film of its decade though, this is not as bad as Die Another the day it just isn't Anyway, Chris take it away
0: okay so on three i will press play um so i'll be ready yep, yeah i'm, I'm on, on play. play okay uh one two three and play and away we go We can see the the lion roaring leo
1: He's just starting to roll now, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're exciting. both on sort of we're both on online versions, me and Chris. So you may be a split second behind just because of the mechanisms of blu rays but I'm you sure going, we can figure it out. We're just seeing the Columbia. We're just seeing the Columbia logo now. and the word Columbia appears now. So that's that's to give you some idea.
3: I like the um the credits. So like, if you've got the the DVD or Blu-ray version. Um, the credits are completely different, especially if you've got I don't know about the most recent anniversary Do you mean the release. menu page? The, yeah, the menu page, sorry um, yeah. Obviously it's, it's in the style of um, what we come see later on in the film, but it's it, in, in the, of, in the but... box set version it doesn't match any others it stands out on its own no,
1: Although I have to admit um, I find the Bond menus from the Bond 50 box set cheesy as fuck.
3: Yeah, they are very cheesy I've never that, liked that them, guy? I don't who's like that this man? Is he meant thing?
1: to be? I don't know
3: He's not Bond, is he? I've always he imagined like, like the, the chef
1: James Martin or something, because he did date Barbara Broccoli for a while. It's a oh, slightly true, overweight yeah. look like with bouffant hair, and I mean slightly overweight, not a lot. Um, <laughs> it, I just he find it cheesy. He himself as a bit of a
3: Bond figure.
1: I don't know. This this whole interacting with the fan base, like we are actually spies ourselves, I find a bit juvenile. <laughs> but to each their own. Having said that, although I'm, I wouldn't have done it myself. JBR referring to all their members as agents and stuff is just a bit of fun. I'm okay. With it. But generally, <laughs> generally the fan base interact with us like, like, you know, we all want to be James Bond. And it's like, oh fucking grow up. I'm in my forties. <laughs> so James <laughs> Bond. It's it's There's a bit
3: of a laugh though, isn't it? So.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But the, the Quantum of Solace disc was the first sign with this uh, run of Bond that, that it wasn't going to be great because um, nope. the casino Royale uh discs uh well the first release was okay but then they did a luxury release a few months later that on on, on dvd was like three discs and it was a lovely box set it had it it had you know and all of those extras have been ported over to the the main box set for the films so you've got stuff about fleming and the bahamas and stuff like that and decent commentaries the quantum solace release is really bare
3: bones it's shite yeah, it kind of goes. That's the state of them now, really, isn't it? I mean, you can go back and like with the original like run of DVDs with the um, special and deluxe editions, bucket loads of extras. No, not so much.
0: Especially yeah. when like, 'cause you hear like, there's like loads of well, there's there is dark deleted footage in a film, and you just think, oh, I wonder what that footage is, and you think, what yeah, to well, know?
1: particularly the supposed last scene of this mm. film, yeah. um there's one shot in this, I quite like this sequence, now I know it very well. First off, I struggled with it a little bit, but I, I like the music on this sequence and the mm. cut to mm. it. I'd rather have the gun barrel at every cost, but if you're going to leave it out, the transition here was nice. Yeah. But the very last shot before he goes to Siena, which is Bond shooting in a moment, is just quintessential Craig. Just the way he moves, I love. Oh yeah,
3: definitely. He's got he's a sat- real economy of movement.
1: Mm. I mean, he's just sat in a car seat, but there's mm. just something about him, his eyes, the way he's, he
0: frames his features, that's just perfect. He said he's focused. Yeah, yeah, just just kind of like the rigidness of his driving as well. It's like,
3: and a really um, you know amazing suit as well. Yeah, you just think
0: what. <clears throat>
1: Roger would be like uh, Jackie Chan in the sec- was it the Second Cannibal Run or something? He'd be sat watching like The Green Door on his VD <laughs> <laughs> Just hang on, I've got to watch some porn
0: while we're doing this. It'll be, it'll be a bit like Harry Enfield sketch, isn't it? Where he sort of just <laughs> this back, picture like I know I lost him. <laughs>
1: one, of our, one of our teams, uh, one of our teams at work, um, who loosely work with us, have an Italian working for them, and I was chatting to him the other day. or the other day it was weeks ago, but he was talking about Bond, and he, he turned out to be a fan. And we were talking about Italy and northern italy and different things uh, okay. the geography of this of this does not make sense sienna is about a five fucking hour drive from where he picked up um, yeah it's
3: uh, magic isn't it really this,
1: this makes it look like sienna's around the corner because i asked him i said how far away Siena?" and he told me and i said that's about a four or five hour drive and he said yeah about five hours <laughs> the number of people who went i love that line it's time to get out and it's like really why it's <laughs> Oh, so well, that's, that's with... the magic
3: of movie making, though, isn't it? You can make yeah. something that, that's actually like ten, you know, five, six hours yeah. in, a, in an instant. So
1: yeah, I mean, they've they've used it for the visual, and Siena's a lovely looking mm-hmm. town. I was really disappointed by this um, title sequence. I don't know about you guys.
3: Mm, it's
1: I think it's, Way, I it's not
3: Daniel Kleinman.
1: It just seemed like they had no ideas.
3: Like, who, who is who? How are these people? I mean, they are, you know, an, an amazing creative force. But I think for the majority of fans, it's because it's not Daniel Cormen, so people are like, out of Even the
1: fonts wrong in it. <laughs> I mean, I know if you watch a Bond film now and then watch one during the Roger era, the font is different. But they seem to change over time by era. This was suddenly quite jarring.
3: Mm, I think because it is it is so different. It's not what we're used to. um
1: Plus, him walking around like that with his gun already up, it makes him look lost. It does look like crazy He's lost in the desert. Going, is, is, is he
3: lost quite fucking place here? Well, actually, when you when you think about it, it does kind of fit in because he is essentially lost in the desert, having to navigate his way, yeah. literally trying to find that quarter of solace. Uh, you know, after having lost, lost Vesper, um, yeah.
0: still better than Morris Binder, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he might've got it right there.
3: With Morris
1: Binder, he did the gun barrel, so he's got. Um,
3: well, you, you, you've got that two victims there as
1: well. Yeah. He's input onto history, justifiably so, but I don't think his sequences have aged at all well. But a lot of that is uh, Daniel Kleinman just raised the bar. It's as simple as that. Some of that is he has tools at his disposal mm-hmm. that Binder didn't have. But how many sequences have we talked about now on commentaries where we go what is there a theme to this is there yeah. a point he's just got women sort of spinning round against the black hello mr tarry bamber um yeah, Terry yeah. against the black background not against the black man i do i realized I, mean, no, I stopped, the, yeah, I stopped in a very strange
0: place there
3: i like the kind of um,
0: retroscoping well, i think so, that's so, very clever see so, so what would um what would he do what, what kind of do with it the um this one do you think Boy, you have like elements of the hot desert and water and things like that
1: I don't know. The only thing I would say in defence of MK12 is, um, with the way the script was, I don't think they probably knew much more than it's going to no, happen.
3: Also, you've got like you because... know, the sort of tropes that you find of, of obviously Bond appearing in the titles, you know, beautiful ladies swanning around with next to nothing on. Um, you've got the, you know, the the motif of, of the globe as well, obviously trying to get to control like the global water supply, mm. um, desert and kind of obviously lack of water is, is a big theme as well. Um, yeah. But so yeah, I think they, they were just going, probably going on like the bare bones of the fact. I'm literally just trying to pick together the threads.
1: I don't think they had very much to go on. Dan, no. Would Daniel Kleiman have done a better job? Almost certainly, because he would have tried to... He's just good at what he does.
3: I think, to be um, fair, we were spoiled with Casino. I mean, obviously, the credits all, all the way through was um, era were good fun, but Casino Royale was probably, just my personal opinion, it's probably the best oh. credit sequence we've had in a long, long time, and certainly the prettiest. Um, and I think that kind of set the bar fantastically high. Um, Kleiman,
1: him. I, I I can't I can't I don't understand Eon because sometimes they seem totally in control and overrule uh, you know their their directors with stuff. and then other times they just indulge everything. Mendes clearly got indulged to do whatever he wanted. And I just think, you know Mark Forster comes to me as Eon Productions and says, <laughs> "I want to replace Daniel Kleinman with this team. I would immediately say politely, "Fuck off' You know, I'm sorry. We, we we have we have the best in the business, and we he's totally on brand. And did you happen to see what he did last time out?
0: I will say I do like that uh, that closing shot where he, he fires a gun and he just follows the bullet. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah, that. that's pretty I mean, cool. It's I like aged that, fairly yeah.
1: well, I think. It, it's not as bad as we're making it sound. It's aged fairly well, but when it started, it looked mm. awful. And when, when I first saw it, it was like. You followed Casino Royale with this. Um, but look there you how,
0: go. Look how young <laughs> Craig looks.
3: Yeah, they,
0: yeah. I I, I, I always Which love how years he, older now. I always love how he just casually just sort of takes a photo and put it in his pocket.
3: Yeah. I had one of those phones.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. A photo.
1: yeah. This is this is one of the better scenes in the film actually it starts to go a bit south very oh, I just soon. Of call, the, me. the idea of turning up into like a safe house um completely off the grid and stuff with with her not sure if she can trust him and the head of this global b- body we think that we've never seen before. Do you know what I mean and they don't know who they are. This is this is all wonderful setup and in a beautiful city as well the fact that they fluff what's coming to a degree is is actually such a shame
3: no it's a bit difficult isn't it because obviously you had the sort of the legal battle going on in the background as well so there's there's an element of kind of trying to stop that gap before you can get to what would eventually become spectre um
1: yeah, but I mean, there are, there are ways to transition from one to the other. But this is really isn't a comment on Spectre. At the moment, oh, we're watching, no, no. we think White is probably the head of this body. The fact that we don't know for certain doesn't really matter because. But
3: it's interesting to build the up main his character, characters don't know. Yeah.
1: But this is about to go really badly south in an editing perspective.
3: Floris used that expression. Do they? <laughs> no, I think Jesper um, Christensen is um, Christensen even. Um, is fantastic in the role. and he's definitely, kind of one of the iconic characters for sure.
1: Yeah, and um, we we ended up seeing relatively little of him, you know, as a result of them moving away from this whole quantum thing.
3: And it makes quite an impact. Yeah, I agree. We got to go to his house as well. That we're well, not actually going to his house, but you can kind of you can see yeah, outside. Why are you it. doing
1: visiting me? I'm an actor for fun. <laughs> what
3: makes I you guess be- we're, we're just going to pop <laughs> up for tea.
1: You mean you went to Lake Coma?
3: Yes, we did. We did a, a little sail pass It was good fun. Um, I think it's lots of different flats, and maybe some might be like holiday lets. There, there look. It's a beautiful it building.
1: Looked, that totally looked like Julie Densham's shot. I mean, that's it really did. crap. <laughs> we don't know if White's dead. It's just, it's a. Mess. It's, yeah, it's all
3: going on. And you've got and the chaos go of now the Now you're going to have two
1: guys chase each other. Well, not chase each other, one chases the other. But they look so similar at the speed this is edited at. That you can't really tell who's who after fucking. No. Time. I like the idea. I like. The, I mean, this is really doubling down on a much, much more physical bond, and that's yeah. not a bad thing.
3: You, you really feel like the viscerality. I don't know the kind of the, the it, toughness of the chase of how difficult it is for him to kind of to tra- track down his prey.
0: I mean, I do like the momentum of it. Like, you know, we start off with like quite a a fast chase scene, mm. and, and then we've got to have a bit of you know. You know, set up, plot set up, and now we're straight into like a, you know, quite surprise mm. and yeah, uh, section scene. And yeah. So, so it's but, moving forward I mean, really well. There was a well. point
1: in this where I sort of gave up because they get out into the crowd in a minute and haphazard stuff covered this that they get into the crowd oh yeah and you'll see a shot where someone something when you break it down by shot it doesn't make any sense someone appears to get shot and they're not in the next and they're not yeah and then they're not there and, and and it's all it's an absolute mess and somewhere around here it was jerking around i couldn't tell where anyone fucking was and i i stopped caring i i I, it is off-putting, isn't it? It is off-putting. It, it's really off-putting. It's not so bad on a small screen now. I've just watched it replay. It's not that it you know. bad. But on the big screen oh, opening night, you've <gasps> never seen this before. This Mama just mia. fucking lost me completely. <laughs> in oh. the Roger Moore era, you'd have had her say Mamma Mia really yeah. Mamma Mia.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, just, you know, doing that, that thing with the hands while looking up, looking up in the air. Oh, Yeah
3: yeah literally also i just had a random thought occur like, uh, i mean certainly in the craig gear as well you kind of really feel the the physicality of yeah, of it and his button. back
1: into the wall yeah
3: exactly i mean, so the first you know the sort of especially in, the, in this his runner films as well you kind of you know rarely in the bond movies do you see blood for example or do you see bond get dirty or kind of you know but here like he's got nosebleed suits trashed you know he's mm. Oh, so I like quite, that. Quite a difficult time. But
1: this is very born because when I think of the Bourne series, I do think of him leaping across rooftops yeah. and things exactly. like that. Exactly,
3: like he does now.
1: Um, and I just think it just annoys me about Eon. Not everything they do is bad. I'm not knocking them overall, but this this whole following trends thing. You, you are the James Bond series. You are now trying to copy a series that takes fucking less money than you do anyway. Yes, be I, yes, I'm aware you lost the zeitgeist with with sort of die another day. I'm aware of that, but you don't literally have to get the same second unit team.
0: But but the thing is though, they 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 lost the zeitgeist by doing exactly that. All like, oh, let's yeah. let's be all trendy. Let's all let's go slow motion and let's let's be ACG like the matrix. The big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I wonder if the title sequence would be quite maybe really good if it was placed after the sequence. Did we have the title sequence too soon.
1: Well, I mentioned Hap the stuff. He made that argument. He reckoned he, th- he thought this should be a version of the gun barrel shot. Yeah,
2: I think Wouldn't that'd be like really
1: that. cool. I, what well, I, I, depends how he shoots him. I don't want to see Bond in the middle of a gun barrel where it's well, no, that, no,
2: we,
3: we've seen that already, haven't
1: we? Really <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. It needed to be a gun. I don't know. I don't, I, I just
3: <laughs> think it'd be quite good. I mean, it's was, it was a good sequence, but I kind of think it would be quite if they had I really, mean, really long pre titles, this would you, be a good place to put it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, you, if, you al- if you'd if always in the Craig run put the gun barrel narratively into the action like you did in Casino Royale, hmm. by now we'd have had four films of it with a fifth to come. Yeah, and it a bit would be, cool. It would be kind of established. Now, when I look back on it and it isn't the establishment, the idea bothers me. I'm like, no, I, d- I don't want it built into the film like that. Um, the tit- no, it's, just, it's
3: just a suggestion. But <laughs> the
1: suggestion of the title sequence being here, if that's what you're saying, possibly, yeah. Because it wouldn't have been an absurdly long. Well, no, um, actually, yeah, that'd be quite cool.
3: And then have the title, uh, you know, title sequence.
1: Yeah, because you can take three minutes off the current running time. We're up, coming up to fifteen minutes, but we've already had three or four minutes of music. So, it would be a reasonably standard-length Bond film. Uh, Bond pre-title, maybe slightly longer than the average, but not mm. wildly.
3: I think I skipped ahead a few, a uh, few seconds, just because I was lagging behind. <clears throat>
1: um, he's just walking back in there. There's bloodstain right, yeah. on the floor, and M and White. Okay, yeah.
3: The similar sort of <laughs> yeah.
1: at this point i still think judy dench has been shot fucking dead oh my god yeah so back to london yeah
3: but about these titles as well i'm not it, it just it does confuse me how they keep changing <laughs> a little bit it's quite interesting how like you've got like the, the color and excitement of, of sienna and you've got boring gray <sighs> yeah
1: and um, you don't do you need to tell us we're in
3: london this is it and then obviously the t- I, made, I made this point back in our review but like when it says sienna, Italy, it's like. You'd trying that typeface on a wine list in a you know, really posh restaurant. Would you like to see the
0: wine list? I just think it's it's
1: it's forced to try and a bit to be a bit too arty farty.
0: Well yeah, they're stuck with it, um they sort of thought all have to like do like a you know, acknowledging of where we're going for each thing and they thought had like, the idea of like having it sort of blend in. Or be like Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um but I like this as an idea. Mm-hmm. that like there's a mole in mi6 but we're not necessarily looking for one person mm-hmm. it we're, we're we're looking at like is the whole thing compromised hang on a mm-hmm. minute he worked with me for eight years lie detector tests every yeah. yeah he she was probably at his wedding do you know what i mean yeah. If he, yeah that sort of thing you know christenings family events
0: um so it is a great setup we go like fucking hell how deep does this go setup.
1: yeah I've always thought Craig's hair in this film looks a little bit like a wig. It isn't. It's just <laughs> something in the length. They 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 get is it too, too short. short? In the, it, well, it's too short in the next one. If anything, I think it's very well, yeah, like, it's too long too here. Short. Um I, I don't know what it is. It's not bad, but it's just slightly off. His film, his hair was better in the first one.
3: Is this that kind of stuff And, in the, like and style style in the last the time, two, if it,
1: you include you no know, no time to die, his hair in sort of casino royale configuration, which is what it normally is, is about right.
0: It just looks a bit too plain, I think. It does. I don't know yeah, what it, it really is. It, it, I it. don't know if it's slightly too long, or I don't and know too what it much is. wax, too much gel. Don't know.
3: I think this. It, just seems quite too, cool Too much they, on the sides.
0: There? If it was like trimmed a bit, at the sides, I think. I don't know right. it's
1: something on the fringe. I'm looking at that. Ain't yeah, right I think paint. he was
3: to spike it up at the front as was the style at the time. Possibly. This bit is quite cool when they examine I mean, the. That big,
1: and that suit is great. Compare that to the suits he wears afterwards.
3: They
1: dress him so well in this film.
3: I like some of the Tom, Ful- Tom Ford suits, so they're, they're kind of a bit more fitted. I think it's just, you know, whatever's the, the trend and the style at the time in, in the tailing. Tailoring.
1: Yeah, but his suits are a size too small at the moment. Um, <laughs> He's got to breathe and, in. And, and, and they stick him in grey suit after grey suit after this, whereas look at that. That just looks great. He looks really good in this.
3: It is, it
0: is a very colourful film.
1: The music as he arrives in Haiti is really nice, isn't it? Yeah. I can't hear it at the moment, but it's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of got this, this kind of like sort of... Sort of, uh, I don't, I don't know what the instrument is, but it's playing like the bomb theme, isn't it? With the, with the kind of yeah, I, a, I, 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 can't, I don't know what the flamenco is.
1: style, yeah. yeah. But it's um, yeah, it, it's very. The score to this is is not actually one of my favourite yeah. of Arnold's. Well, is I, I like Cena Royale's score more, but it's very, very location specific. In places, you just go, you can almost feel where they are from the score. A oh. oh, nice blast of the, no, nice blast
0: of that. There, Becca, sorry, sorry. It's kind of a shame they could have just like you know she's gone to London. You have like
3: duh, duh, duh,
0: duh. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was rubber <all> China.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, the, there's no cliched music for Haiti, is there? <laughs>
3: <laughs> ding de, ling, ding ding oh, ding. I don't know. Yeah, yeah if, if it was like I don't know, 1960s Japan or something like that. Yeah. It is quite action heavy though. It's tricky. It is tricky because you're trying to capture. I like this as well. This
1: is way better than the fist fights in the films that follow as well. And a lot of people who don't like this film had a problem with the fact that Bond's such a killer here, but he's not. I've always sort of seen Bond a
0: bit like that anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's who he is. He's very much like gets him.
3: This is like one of the, like the dirtiest films. Like He really does get his hands dirty.
1: Yeah, and I like this. He's sort of caught him in the neck. I don't even know if he really sort of meant to do that, but now he's just got to wait for him to bleed out.
3: It's quite kind of brutal. That's no, like, brutal is, aspects of his job.
0: Has he stabbed him in the leg? Is...
1: Well, he's holding his neck, so I thought yeah. it was his neck where he he's, bled out. There's he's... not a lot of blood there, but that's the PG 13, probably.
3: Yeah, so, I wonder if there's like a hard 18 rating. He's probably. It's just... I see
1: bit, yeah it's just the point that like it's just part of the job you cannot get emotionally involved in it it's not that he seeks killing although if he does have an arc in this film it's that he's he's learning that like um killing is quite often that's my that's the michael g wilson character cameo in this film he sat behind him yeah there he
3: is reading the
1: paper <laughs> um i don't mind those sorts of cameos we 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 disagree on some of the other ones him <laughs> no yeah fuck off <laughs> consider yourself shite at this <laughs> keep your mouth shut and we'll let it go well,
3: as, i think as he gets older his cameos aren't as much
1: no and in fact it the way like, the
3: way
1: the way spectre was edited and uh, not spectre skyfall was edited we lost part of his cameo anyway it's when judy dench is looking at the um uh, uh coffins isn't it yeah or draped in the flag but the way yeah, the scene's out. edited, he's kind of in a doorway and you don't really get to see him. No,
3: unless, unless you know he's there or somebody goes, oh, look, it's the producer.
1: The, the, the funniest <laughs> one is The World Is Not Enough, where he's uh, where he's like a doorman stood next to a genuinely hard-looking younger bloke. Oh,
3: yeah. That... I forgot <laughs> about
1: that. Once you notice it, it's hilarious. It's like, what made you think I'll play the tough bouncer on the door? <laughs> <laughs> I I. I don't do know, I, I
3: like um, Casino Royale. No, yeah, Casino Royale. I think that's quite a good
1: one. Yeah, that's all right. I, that's I, probably my favourite. As I say, conceptually, I don't like them appearing at all. But uh, accepting that they do. It's Hitchcock cameo. Some people like them. Yeah, but he's not Hitchcock. He's not the No, director. I know. First, um, that's my point. But no. accepting some people do like them. No, there's another
0: director who likes to appear in their film.
1: <laughs> make them as unobtrusive as possible. Like so in. Don't, um, give, don't give him lines.
0: Like in uh, License to Kill, he's, he's, he has a, a voice cameo. He does, him on the radio does. Oh right, yes So I, I, I do like this aspect of Bond Just basically just sort of like Just, it just up go. Yeah, lot. just kind of like just us see where involved. this takes me yeah.
3: Follow this lead, see where it goes And he
1: kind of does do that in some of the books to a degree In that he's, he's somewhere and he's just waiting He's just watching the world and waiting For like information to r- reveal mm-hmm. itself We know they're going to be a little bit more Action heavy on big screen the idea that he's some big, mm. muscled, rough bruiser. He's toned, but there he is, like, fully dressed look. He's, yeah. not, bulk- he's not bulky at all. He's bulkier than Brosnan, but Brosnan but, was probably the slightest Bond.
0: But he's kind of, like, he's getting involved in the action, but figuring his but getting information, so he obviously knows, like, well, they don't know what I look like.
1: I don't have a problem with the characterization of Bond mm. in this. Bear in mind, he's still very early-era mm. Bond as well, anyway. Um, what is that
3: gadget that they have? It never really caught on.
1: What one? What are you on about? Uh, it,
3: the gadget um... that... What,
1: he's got in his hand there?
3: Yeah. I don't know. It's all like a PDA sort of thing. I never really caught one.
1: I, I think it's probably a handheld Atari and he's just pretending <laughs> to talk to Bond. Uh, hello? You're playing Space Invaders, aren't you? No, 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 I'm chatting no, to you. No, no, I'm ages. playing
0: Gallagher.
1: Hey, we're getting close to the... Uh, here's your main the henchman, the
0: Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Again. Elvis.
1: Again. I have to think. Uh, whatever the flaws of the writers on this series, I think if they'd done several passes, they might have been able to look at it and go, "This isn't working," and like retool Elvis a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um,
0: you think we're missing like a proper decent henchman, like proper like?
3: Well, if you think about it, the main villain isn't. I mean, you know, he's he, he doesn't fight. He's not particularly well. Uh, Matty Armerick is is very creepy, but he's one of the most understated villains I think, especially of the Craig era. Yes. And I think um elvis so i'm struggling to remember names um elvis is a henchman kind of really goes with that i mean he's not he's kind of a joke really
2: yeah he's he's a bit of a
3: joke henchman a bit of comedy you know light relief he's not that effective um should probably be at home with his (laughs) mum
1: i do think if you're gonna have a matthew almerick figure as the main villain you you do counterbalance it with somebody a bit more physical
2: yeah you definitely. know they, they did that you i mean
1: and we know it's not a favorite of mine but they did that in octopussy and stuff like that when you tend to get a slightly creepier villain you you tend to counterbalance with a little bit of brute force um maybe that would be cliched they're trying to do something different and i don't mind mm. Hinks no. well, i think Hinks. it's
3: like yeah matthew Albert, he's like yeah. he's not that kind of physical villain he's more kind of no. psychological he'll kind of get under your skin or try We're...
1: to whereas Silver is like an ex-agent and can do the physical stuff, so you don't need to counterbalance him in the same... No, safe.
3: exactly. I he's fe- think... perfectly physical and he's got the, the um, yeah. mental prowess to go with I it. I think
1: Hinks has been the big wasted opportunity of the Craig era.
3: I kind of hope he's going to pop up in Nighttime no to Die, but I don't think he will.
1: <laughs> well, I guess it's possible. I mean, given Blofeld's in it, but... We shall see. Yeah.
3: Anyway, we'll during, see. during these Haiti scenes, let's look out for that guy who can't sweep.
1: Well, it's either now or we've just missed it. Because Bond is watching all this, isn't he?
3: I'm across the way and there's a dude <laughs>
1: sweeping. Yeah. Really ever bad. seen this. We, we're going to get a shot of Craig looking sort of off to... Taking off, his phone. The, off the screen, sort of, sat on a bike. And there's a guy behind him who's a road sweeper. But he's obviously been told to mime road sweeping and has taken it rather literally. He and doesn't
3: even put his brush to the floor, it's silly. He doesn't
1: make contact with the ground. He's air airbrushing. <laughs> literally. Airbrushing. Air brushing. Literally. Yeah. And I I don't get it, but then, like, if you... I didn't spot it originally, so I can understand why they didn't spot it in the edit, actually, because your eyes are on Craig at that point.
2: Mm.
1: I I can see what they're trying to do with Camille in this story, but um, first off, um, Kurilenka was aged really well, and I think she looks much better now than she did in this film. Um, But... um, I, I don't find the Camille story that interesting. I, I think I think they're trying to do some sort of parallel with Bond, but this is meant to be just mm. Bond's story. So when they start going on about what Medrano did to her family, I'm like, I can see what you're trying to do. There
3: he is, there he is. But
1: I don't care. We might be in a different place, Becca.
3: Oh, yeah, I got him. <laughs>
2: yeah, there he There is. It is, there. There <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, I'm
3: a, bit behind, I'm a bit ahead, sorry. I'll pause it for a
1: bit. Right, target confirmed tracking Elvis on the phone. Oh, okay yeah stay.
3: i'm with you
1: now okay that's it. yeah glad you put a bit of fear on him there elvis <laughs> pay attention i always think like general mojano looks like he should be singing like he should be like renee and renee and when's his album coming out yeah he should be like save your love <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so I, um, I i i think th- I do like the villains. I mean, I do agree that there needs to be like a decent henchman who looks who gives him a gives Bond a bit of a fight later on, but
1: yeah, because at the end he's having a fist fight yeah. with this guy and it's like, well, that's a bit one-sided with the most physical Bond we've had since Lazenby.
0: But I always like the um I, I always like the uh the, 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 the villains' sort of plan and goals. I just think it's that's very much more of a modern take of the uh of like a Bond Yeah, I villain.
1: mean, it has to it has to It does have to move with the times. You you can't just have, and then we're going to repopulate the earth. And you know, there's probably room for some of those bigger plots. But yeah, I can see what they've been trying to do with the Craig era. It's been a qualified success so far. Bits of it aren't working. Bits do. I didn't have a problem with it in theory. And certainly when he was announced after like Diving Bell and the Butterfly, I I didn't think he was at all a bad choice, but then I watched the film and I got no real sense of threat off him at all. Mm. And then the film ends after a load of jarring action sequences that made no sense uh, with him having a fist fight with, as I say, the most physical bond since Lazenby. And it's like, well, physically, if this was Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan, it would still be one-sided because Bond is, you've got to accept he's good at fighting whoever's playing him but it would visually look a little bit better but you know it's like it's like putting him up against a Lazenby it doesn't work i think mi6 should start thinking already about sending out a fit bird in just a raincoat to (laughs) get, get, get bond back because <laughs> I think that's what you do with a drunk, heartbroken womanizer.
0: Yeah, so that's probably not the wisest thing. I, Play I don't know. on his weakness.
1: I mean, the only way it would have been worse is if she'd been carrying a case of vodka with her. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's probably method in the madness. It's like, well, if if they just sent like a suit, do you think Bond would like listen to him or probably just run rings around him? Whereas, like, they send like attractive girl, he might you know she might be able to like lure him out, out the situation. What, you mean she
1: should just drop her pants and then back towards the airport? and <laughs> yes, hope, and, hope, and hope he follows. Come on, it's right here. Come on, come on, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> back onto a plane. And the next thing he knows, I want to be in London! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... And all of this was just edited mm-hmm. very badly. This isn't so bad, but there's a bit coming up with um, the flipping of a boat. Uh, it, uh, you know, I've seen it broken down shot by shot, and you still can't quite figure out how it happens.
3: I wonder if it's kind of one of those scenes that's kind of put together and just specifically for the trailer. It, it seems it to me like that kind of shot. Like, there's one of the ones that you, in, you know, in an alternate universe you might have seen in the trailer, but didn't appear in
0: the actual film. So, so what is it that actually happened then with the? editing, then, do you think? Because you wouldn't Um, think... You know, know, there won't be, like, this...
1: I just think this, this is just... And it's almost embarrassing because it's 2008 by now. You know, somewhere around the early to mid 2000s, Mm. this shaky cam thing came in and everyone thought it was like visceral and like made you feel part Mm. of the action. And when it was done well, it made some sense. Although I'd still argue the best Bourne film is the one that isn't all shaky cam. It's the Bourne identity, the first one. But but in Zeitgeist, the sort of the second and third ones took more of a hold on like public opinion and, Mm. you know, public imagination. By now you've got Aeon Uh, copying something that's starting to go out of fashion anyway, you know and on TV it was much older than that if you want like shaky cam and handheld NYPD Blue popularised that Mm. in the early 90s Um, it's just an obnoxious uh, era of. it's a bit like before that you had desaturation left, right and centre you know, things like Saving Private Ryan started it, stuff like um, Black Hawk Down copied it, and what you know you've got a studio behind the curve when they start doing it like four years after it was a thing. Um, so yeah, I don't like that it, it, it you know, there was a little bit of that in in the Iceland part of Dying of the day, and I just think I just wish they'd had more confidence in their in their product. They are the third or fourth. You know, most popular franchise of all time in terms of public reach, it's probably arguably you know all time. It's probably arguably only behind Star Wars, or maybe you could argue Marvel. Things like the Fast franchise now, but who knows how many years or decades that will or won't last. Um, this this is this is an iconic prestige product, and so to watch them constantly copying trends pisses me off.
3: It's something yeah. that's going to continue to be exported globally as well. So they it, kind of have to really be at the forefront of trends rather than get behind them.
1: But they've been doing it ever since, like, Live and Let Die, really,
3: haven't they? Started they started that
0: trend. Mm. It, it's annoying because, like, you think, after, after Casino Royale, well, which got it right, in terms of, like, I mean, even, tone, even tone then, and
1: style. The parkour thing was copying trends. The saving grace of it was it was really good. Mm.
0: Yeah. So you think but they yeah. carried on with that sort of style, you
1: know? I mean, it's a bit of a rush anyway. Bear in mind, they are sort of making it up as they go along on the set of this.
0: Mm. There was, I think, the thing with the shaky cam is, I think a lot of lot of like action films copied it because it was a lot easier, especially when it came to like um, actors who were not necessarily stuntmen. So it was a lot easier to kind of cut around the edges.
1: Shake it around. If we shake the camera around, you'll then, just um, yeah, you'll shake just assume it around. This makes fa- sense, and they're good at it.
0: Fast, fast cut edit, and then you can kind of a lot easier rather than like say do it. Do it like, say, John Wick's done it. But it's the. Bi- it's I got you bit- actors training for but three it is months. What, it
1: is. one. Apart from the every mission being personal thing, it is the biggest indicator of the era of film you're watching.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, and it's not dating very well at all. Some of it is. I mean, he still looks the part, doesn't he? And mm. the suits he wears—they haven't particularly gone out of fashion yet. In the twelve, no, years. he still looks good. Yeah. And again, he's still trying to figure it out as he goes along. I, I like kind of. I'm not so so much a fan of him going rogue because it's been done to death. But the idea of you don't have the full picture, so just keep going and see what occurs. I and like he's
0: following that lead, isn't
3: he? So
1: yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but it's a good way of doing like following a plot. So it's almost like a semi detective story while at the same time maintaining action scenes where he's just sort of like yeah. you go in, you get into scrapes, you find yeah, out something.
1: you don't... And you don't have to compromise. Then mm. you don't have to go. Well, it's not like the book where he's a detect, you know, de- a detective, or like fucking action films where it's all fighting. You can do both. You can fit the needs of the film. I never was sure about this redesign of MI6. Were you guys?
0: It does the look- MI6 building. It does look. I mean, especially when you look at it, like in comparison to the entire series, it does look a complete jar. Like, hang on, it looks completely yeah. different now. They were, di- and then next time it looked completely, completely different again.
1: It threw away that uh, Judy Dench at M office, which was like an acceptable alternative mm-hmm. to the Bernard Lee one. That it was like a
3: nineties office.
1: Yeah, I, if that had been like M's office from then on forever, it would just be it would be almost as iconic now because it would have been there just that long.
3: I think I saw that I did, I saw that on. Um, might not have been Calvin. It might have been somebody else. But like every time, you know, basically you've got like three or four incarnations of the office each time. And it's like, you can see
1: where the money's going. Yeah. I mean, the office she used through the Brosnan era was always the same. Sometimes the desk was in a different position and stuff. And at the end of Casino, she is talking to him on the phone from that office. So she actually only was in three different offices, if you like. But I think the Skyfall one is meant to be in the same physical space as that, but redesigned again.
3: Yeah.
1: And I, I just wish they hadn't. There's something about him going in to see M. I just like it. I understand why they redesigned it for the Brosnan era, because that was a refreshing of the series.
3: Oh no, yeah, it was it was Calvin. So did it bother anyone else how many office revamps the head of an I six had in a Daniel Craig Bond series? So yeah. it's like three or four different iterations.
1: Well, it is four actually, yes. Because yeah. she was in the original Brosnan one in the first film. She yeah, it's that for each Strannier. of them. The Skyfall films. one has the sort of uh, the nice view of the Thames. And that,
3: that's kind of almost like a temporary office as well.
1: I, I think that's meant to be the same space as that. No, the one she's in at the start of Skyfall. Oh, at the start
3: of the film, yes, of course. Uh, yep. The rest
1: of it, we Sorry. can't because really that's different um And then the fourth one is back to the Bernard Lee one I Yeah. You. More or less. Oh, you can see
3: where the money's going. The- not thing.
1: a double door, which annoys me. And again, I think they had ideas around the Gregory Harbor. What's he called, Gregory Harbor? So have I got the right actor's name? David Harbor and Gregory. Confusing. Harbour. That's what I'm That's what
3: it didn't. Sound <laughs> right. That's another character.
1: David Harbor. Uh, they had ideas here. They
3: now Stranger Things.
1: But he gets a little bit. And oh boy. Again, it's a bit wasted. There's, there's something about they've infiltrated the CIA or they've misled the CIA. Jeffrey
3: Wright time. is wasted in this film. And he just sits there
1: silently most of the time, doesn't he? Even later on when he's at the party, he just sitting there silently. Such a waste.
3: Yeah, David Hartley, you know, he's a really good actor as well, but he's just. He's very slimy, and he's obviously in it, he's, you know, CIA, David but he's not. in it for his own gain, so he's very slippery, and he's quite happy to sit down with, with Dominic Green and, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, but he's made, to, and he's totally out for himself.
0: Well, he's just, he's just basically that sort of, that CIA douchebag. He's just like, <laughs> That's it, he's just he can send them himself. Um, yeah, like,
1: like Killifer or something.
0: It's kind of, um, it's, the thing with, uh, uh, I was going to say Lex Luthor there. <laughs> no, it's not Lex Luthor at all. Uh, lighter. Um it's, it's basically sort of set up to get him in in a more senior position uh, for future films. Yes, yeah. Which so, then didn't use. Yeah. So he so he's sat there kind of like, suddenly so, no he like... doesn't want to be there at all because he's but like...
1: There, there is a plot thread here that's a little bit underdeveloped to say the mm. least like a lot of the film and it's a bit of a shame because you look at david harbour and he's one of these actors that can do a bit of everything i mean he's playing a bit smarmy and slightly overweight here but he's played ripped in other things mm. he can play comedic he, he can do most things in fact looking at him here all right i know there's a ton of makeup but you wouldn't immediately go hang on a minute that's Hellboy." Mm. You, you you know what i mean it, it, he is he does sort of disappear into roles a little bit so it was a bit of a waste and you, you sat here watching it on first viewing, wondering why, like light is not saying anything, and stuff like that. Brigens, Austria—that plot is horrible. But there you go. It's t- too overthought.
3: It's actually, not Austria, is it?
1: What well, filmed? No. No. <laughs> but it's meant to be Brigens, Austria. See. So. I think this film was just, it's not only the writer's strike. I think, had there been no writer's strike, I still think this film might have been slightly compromised because they just rushed it. They got um, Forster on board really, really late because uh, they were chasing Roger Michelle and things like that first. Um, they were late with the script anyway before they had stopped, which seems to be a repeating theme of this era of Bond. And it was originally going to come out May 2008, which is like 18 months. Are you kidding in this era? Um, they would have still brought it out in November. And I just think like, as much as I'd love these films every other year, there's something about the length of time they spend promoting the previous one and letting people go off and do some other things that if they tried to do it every other year now, I think they would look this rushed most more often than not. I mean, the last one... I mean, before this, when you look at two-year gaps, Diana, the de- uh, Tomorrow Never Dies started really, really late. You know, they, they were they were up at they were under the gun on that one, and The World Is Not Enough had some sev- severely underdeveloped ideas in it. So maybe two years isn't realistic with the way Eon work. I still think it should be if you can stick, you know, three Captain America films out that quickly with we, you know, two of them, well, all of them with the same writers, then it should be possible. But for whatever reason it isn't and i do do wonder if if this film would have ever been particularly good
0: yeah i mean i i, I always say it is possible to do two films sorry two um a film every t- two yeah. years
1: before you go on i'm just going to stress that i mean given the way they work now yeah that doesn't mean there isn't a way to do it sorry chris
0: yeah no because he, he quite easily i mean it's like while while phil while principal filming is happening you know, you could be getting on and planning the next script, and then it's ready to go, and you get momentum with it. It's, you know, it doesn't have to sort of like, you know, let let's focus all our efforts on on one film, and then and then sort of consider where we go next after after it's all done. You know, you can, you know, juggle things about because you know, yeah, you, I you mean, you've got your mainstay writers anyway. You've got like you know person and Wade, and I don't know what be... they're doing.
1: If they're always going to play on the physicality of the character going forward, and it's going to be one of the selling, Mm. not stunts in the same way as Mission Impossible, but your leading man is really physical, therefore you never cast anything analogous to say Roger Moore again, Um, then Mm. you can understand that the bonding question will likely want some kind of break thereafter. The idea that it's been getting on for five years is too much. I saw an interview when he didn't come off as whining. I don't get this. He hates the role. I know the slash the wrist comments, but I've seen enough from Craig over the years. I think he genuinely enjoys it. But I think with the injuries he had on the set of Spectre and the issues that were going on there, he definitely found it really tough Mm -hmm. and was debating whether he wanted to put his body through it again. There does come a point, though, where when he says four or five years, you have to say, well, okay for your last one, but that's not tenable. We can't have an actor say, well, I'll do one every four or five years. But I can understand that they won't necessarily want to go every other year, because if a film comes out in October and November, by the time you factor in home release, they're still promoting it in like the May before they're due to go at the end of the year filming the next one. They're not going to want to do that anymore. But I think three years should be possible, surely.
3: Yeah, yeah you kind of think out of the pinch, you should be able to do that.
1: Two years might be possible in certain cases, but I wouldn't bank on it being. You would be time. able
3: to go back to the original back to back. You, not back to back.
0: You could kind of go like in between. You like, need you, a
1: studio system for that.
0: You could do two. You can do two to three, can't you? You know, you can sort of like, Easy. yeah. D- depending. Yeah, on.
1: you might be. You might get a bit ahead of the game on one, and that's two years. But then the next one, you're not quite. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bit like
0: the Brosden era, actually. Mm. Um, well, if you've got someone who's like quite fit and physical, you can, you can probably shoot back-to-back and then have a bit of a longer break and then come back a bit, yeah. you know.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we're not inside the machine for how it feels. That's why I try and balance mm. the things I say about it. Yeah, it's
3: obviously it can't be done easily. There's stuff, so. we don't,
1: there's stuff we don't see in conversations with studios we don't see. But we can say they're taking too long uh, if you want this to be a viable series forever outside of the UK. Because the UK will always love it because we've got ownership of it, effectively. You know, in our culturally, we feel like it's ours. Um, and I do think Eon copy too much. You know, they are a little bit like what's hot right now. And it's like, stop. You are the James Bond series. Make what you like and let everyone else fucking copy you. But you know, good and bad. I think if I looked at about the, their last eight films, they've done about three good ones, mm. which is not a not a staggeringly good hit rate but the good ones have been very good. In public consciousness, I mean, two of yeah. those three supposed greats I'm not a wild fan of, but I know the public are, and that's fair enough. Watching one of them tonight.
0: I <laughs> said, I do like this whole scene as well. It's great. Which, which may almost makes it a shame that, you know, yeah. that it's compromised yeah. by. Because... If the if...
1: If the tech had existed in Fleming's time, he could have written this.
0: Mm.
1: Do you agree, Becca? If the tech had have, if the technology existed, to talk at distance and all the rest of it, this is very much, the literary bond could have done something like this.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a convincing argument for sure.
0: And the whole thing with the music just looks great. I mean, it goes into bits. Because it a bit arty
1: it, it at the
3: end.
0: It, 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 it wastes an action scene here. Because you could have had something Yeah, the literary bomb wouldn't be doing all that. He wouldn't be fighting his way through No, I think bomb. yeah, I think we had
3: the technology, no. I think.
1: But the actual bit where he's just observing and then eventually kind of calls, so. calls them out to get who they are. I could see a book version of that.
3: Yeah, it's probably something that Fleming could have could have created certainly one of the continuation authors as well. I mean I quite like for me this scene is probably one of the most favourite in the film. I agree. Um, the, the kind of the scene where he's kind of he's following all the agents, um, to you know, with Tosca um, playing in the background. I had some
1: issues with the design of it though, Becca, because I've never been to see Tosca, so I don't know oh. what it looks like on its standard staging. But there was something about that weird-looking eye. It was quite coldly shot.
3: It was, yeah. I think that's. I, 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 I didn't mean, like. It's, the I did like the idea. I don't know about. I've never seen it myself. but no, I, have I. I might have I. made a comment about it in an Rov talking about like, the themes of it, for example um it was certainly sort of relevant for this sort of film as well it's meant to be kind of like the, the like the state or the church kind of looking down on you kind of like judging you um and he's he's basically kind of playing god here almost kind of like sort of like picking people off and going, you know you guys should find a better place to meet um
1: there's so much i like about this film but i just it's think quite... it looks
3: it looks brilliant i just it was yeah. quite it's quite arty but i quite yeah. like it
1: i i tell you the character gets an awful lot of like Slating from the fans, that I've never seen the problem with is Rory Kinnear as Tanner. I think he's great. You go on any Bond forum and they knock the shit out of him. Really? And I don't mean. He's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, what I want to say is that that's not the same complaint as there being too much of the MI6 crew that's a different argument the idea that there's too much of mq him yeah i'm, I'm
2: funny,
3: aware of I'm aware that, of that, that
1: that's a div, that's a different argument but of the four of them if you count now ray fines oh. uh then we're sure he's the one it. that they don't like they're like he's, he's great shit and, I, I like him a lot. and i don't get it
3: whatever he's we you know whatever reason he's really great i saw a produ- i probably mentioned this last time so i saw a production of hamlet many years ago at oh, Guildford, yeah. i think
1: well, oh, in, in person, live,
3: you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, on, on on stage. I kind of think it was in. Oh no, it might have been. Might not have been Guildford. Anyway, somewhere. Uh, no, there's a stick, I tell actor Um But anyway, was <laughs> no. He's really good at humor and he's he's funny as well. Um, and also, you know we know that from um, like sort of Black Mirror. Another sort of oh, what's the other one? Um, there's another series that he's done. Um, sure.
1: I mean, when you say it, it and he's got great comedic chops as well if you say it and it will you know i might remember it but I, I can't off the top of my head he was in the very first black mirror which is the only one i've ever seen um he, he was um in the books he's kind of a he's bond's only real friend his closest friend you know
2: yeah and much. i
1: if you're gonna have the mi6 crew in it i wish the literary series had played him not like lighter because Lighter's out in the field but like if he was taking the odd core from bill not yeah. tanner bill his friend bill at mi6 to find out some stuff under the table i'd be all right with that they I don't that's, play that's it, what you
3: know when, when you start calling them their first names i think that's kind of when that obviously you don't you know you have sort of felix and bill for example yeah but then obviously we had you know michael kitchen in the um in the bosn era as well but,
1: but no, should, i would they I would don't agree play, they don't play up the connection between bond and tanner in the film series in quite the same way as the books do they no in the books they're close friends
3: yeah as, exactly as close
1: you... as bond as ever gets to anyone
3: yeah here we don't really get a sense of that but we still you know obviously the the colleagues and they Work a lot with each other, but yeah. they kind of don't get a uh, sense of the friendship. Excuse me. I
1: just remember him in the boat. He's getting to the door now, but I looked at him and thought, "Christ, they're really playing up the Steve McQueen resemblance, aren't they?" That's they
0: were going for. That, here? that, that,
1: that, that could be fucking Thomas crown affair or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just something you thought. You know, he probably would have been a better choice for Steve McQueen in um, uh, the uh, what's the time in Hollywood?
1: Guess he would. Although it might have been a bit distracting. It's yeah. like because it's James Bond. you know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah, you can have him in other things, but just appearing as a cameo as a big star it might be a bit distracting. But he's closer. I mean, of course, he's now older than McQueen was when he died, so it would be difficult to do him d- do any kind of retrospective with him. Well, they put David um, Lewis
0: in a wig, didn't they? kind of like a quite uh, a big.
1: Wig. Yeah, but it was. I mean, he didn't particularly look like McQueen, but it was less distracting than had it been Daniel Craig. <laughs> but. um Certainly, there was talk a, while, a years ago, it during his time was Bond, probably around here, of saying if they ever do a McQueen biopic, he would be perfect, and he would have been. But McQueen died at... He was either 50 or about to turn 50, something like that. He was another one who sort yeah. of died of, effectively, asbestosis. It was horrible,
2: wasn't
1: it? Yeah, he worked with asbestos as a young guy, same as the principal in um, Breakfast Club. Yeah. You know, they they basically we saw two or three decades of them. They went too too young, and it turned out their death warrant had been signed before they were even public figures, because they they worked with it when they were very young. Asbestos is a horrible um, substance. It's where where I'm from. That's a naval port town, and I went to school with with a couple of people whose fathers died of it because they were just working in the in the dockyard with open bags of as, asbestos. And it's a single exposure thing. You can work with it for a period of time and be all right. But literally, it only takes one one of sort of exposure in the wrong way, and you're a time bomb. I always found Mathis's partner here a little bit like, reminded me of Della in Licence to Kill. You think, yeah, she just wants, does she want a threesome or what? She seems <laughs> to be very keen. She's very happy Bond
0: is there, put it that way. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's always a bit odd, isn't it? You know, so it's always just like, yeah, yeah. Bond, he just chucks anyone, and, if, <laughs> and no one seems to mind. Even his mates. Glasses, um, sunglasses really suit him. I remember my
1: dad went to see this with me, my late father. He loved Casino Royale. Went to see this, had a miserable time with it, and I must admit, I did as well. But. I was talking about the Steve McQueen resemblance and that scene, and he said, I thought he looked a dickhead there, which which is just the way my dad used to talk, honestly. Um, Imagine me at my nastiest about any film we've ever discussed, and that's my dad 85% of the time. Um, I liked him, but he was really quite blunt about things. Um, But I I think lenses really fucking suit Daniel Craig. Sunglasses, they really do. But this scene here is what is is really emblematic of the problems with the film that this is one of the this is Bond heartbroken after Vesper. And the one there's only a couple of times the film really gives us any room to breathe to, like, look at that in his internal state. He's not hammered because he's a drunk, although Bond is a borderline drunk. He's hammered because he's heartbroken. And the film just has one short scene here and another short scene where Mathis dies and the rest of it is just ADHD. And I just Mm. think, what a waste of an opportunity. I remember when we did the the, the review and I cut a trailer for it, I used that song that was also used in Notting Hill, How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? And it's just, that should be what this film is. And it's just not really. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because it's it's rather than have something that's sort of quite deep and meaningful, you've got, you know, basically the ingredients for. for Touch on it briefly.
1: Yeah, it's like, what did you make it with? I don't think you can get Keenan Lillette anymore, anyway. I don't think you can physically make that drink if you want to. Becky, you might know that, do you? Have you seen the same stuff as me? You cannot get every ingredient that's in a Vespa now.
3: Um,
1: I think Keenan Lillette might be banned or just not made
2: anymore.
3: No, you can still. Buy it. Um, I think you might have to probably buy it online. Um, you probably can't get the same ingredients, but you can probably get like version, you know, more modern versions. Oh of yeah, thing. you can
1: get something similar. I'm not saying that.
3: Yeah, but I, I have actually bought. I remember. Oh god, when was it? I think, think it's probably when um, Casino Royale came out. I went to wine shop and bought a bottle. I was like, "Excuse me, do you have this really old wine?" And actually, they did, so I managed to buy some. Okay. Um, but I think that's the only time I've buy it. But when um, Say, like a couple of JBR friends who sort of regularly had cocktail parties as they are classy folk. Um, when they've had to, you know, need to buy it, they always buy it online. Okay. But I, I don't know, I'll, I'll ask, um, why, I'll ask a friend of mine.
1: That's <laughs> why I asked, because I thought I'd heard it. And given I've probably heard it on a podcast. And by the weight of numbers, I've heard more JBR than anything else. And yeah. you listen to all the same stuff I do. Because they're all drunk. <laughs> and, you know, and you know the people better than I do, although I've met some of them. Mm-hmm. I thought, I bet Becca knows the answer to this. and you get It turns out you can get it. I didn't know that. And if it had just been me and Chris on this, I, I would have said with total confidence you can't make that drink anymore. <laughs> well, you can probably make
3: it with slightly different ingredients. So,
1: She's not wearing anything under that, is she?
3: No, she's not. That's the whole point of it.
1: Disgusting.
3: Filth. She's <laughs> like That's the worst like, rubbish but... agent <laughs> i just went to tesco grocery and typed in i won't tell you what came up all
1: right <laughs> just well we, we, we would laugh along but you're not giving us the pun right like, to the joke <laughs> so we can't really can we
3: no, I, I think i spelled it wrong um I'm just going to say salutary products.
1: Um, oh, you, you got Lillette's coming <laughs> I did. Yeah. Don't put that in your drink. It'll no. <laughs> soak up all the liquid. Best line in the film. Uh, no,
3: yeah, English. I spelt it. I spelled Best it line me. in
1: the film, not even in English.
3: Isn't yeah, that such a great line?
1: Mm. He looks I, like yeah, he's, yeah, hey, he's, still, he's being he's served there by not Mark Lamar.
3: is <laughs> <laughs> a bit Mark Lamar.
1: Remember him?
0: Yeah, what happened to well, him? His career just absolutely disappeared. I think he just lost interest, though, didn't he? Did Fox. Cops... Yeah,
1: it, it, we we're assuming that like they're just not getting any calls anymore. But he just might have gone. That'll do me.
3: Yeah, he might have just like retired, or he might be on radio. I think he pops off on radio occasionally.
1: I
2: think
3: he does. I, uh, I, 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 I think he's to see music recently. now. Isn't he?
1: he was he was charged with some assault, and then they dropped it because there wasn't enough evidence or something. And that's all I've heard of him in recent years. I can't find the stationery. I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> like women love daniel craig so he, That's doesn't a very sexy work, line. he doesn't have to work that hard but couldn't they do better than that and instead of taking his coat off he should have been just dropping his trousers as he walked through the <laughs> right, love.
0: through i mean she does look great though doesn't she but it is it's odd how she like turns up dressed as a stripper. chris, it's, chris it's not appropriate <laughs> for the weather it's not right <laughs> you
1: should take it off well we, actually
3: <laughs> i feel a bit sad for the fields i really do
1: why do you think she's a bit wasted
3: well yeah obviously you know Gemma Martin, she's a great actress um, but I just kind of feel like obviously she's like a very new agent this is probably one of her first missions you know and that's kind of how she ends up you just kind of feel
0: well I think that's the point though isn't it it's meant to be... I
3: know Yeah, it's just one of those things you think oh yeah
1: through, so... a, through, through a modern lens she's a junior agent who's like felt well, I suppose I better shag him, he's my, my yeah,
3: superhero he's, and stuff. This is, actually, me. this is
1: actually a bit of a fucking Me Too story, if you think about it. Uh, but the whole point is not to think about be. it. Of course. All right. Just to keep you all informed, listeners, I'm going for a piss, I'll be right back.
0: Okay. <laughs> and to keep you all informed, I've just a sneakily been for one already, so there you go. <laughs>
3: I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Defix talk yeah. weeing hour. All <laughs> we'll, will talk of wine, you know.
0: Yeah, so like you know, bonds charmed the pants of um, strawberry fields. Which <laughs> strawberry I'm, fields. Which, I'm, not, I'm not really convinced that was like a particularly good gagged to begin with. It's like, oh, you know, we, we, you know, it's it's just fields, and then you find out in the credits the named strawberry. In the credits are named strawberry. <laughs> but, you know, is it's that really a particularly good gag if you think about it. It's like oh I don't know should we should we be clever, and it just well I don't know is is it worth it?
3: Are there any other kind of like Beatles song related you know gags running throughout the film? Probably not. Would be good if it was part of a thread. But I don't Which know. Which joke is this?
0: Oh the strawberry fields. Strawberry fields. I, I, I was just saying like uh, well it's a joke that's hidden in the credits anyway. I know, but is is it really that funny joke?
1: Not really.
2: No. It, it, yeah.
0: No. <laughs> for, 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 for what it is. For what for. You know. I know. It's just like. Well, don't mind, It's in the credits. But it's like. Yeah. But what? What have the Beatles got to do with Bond? It's just the why idea of
1: all sitting around giggling under their breath when they came up with this genius thing. Plus, Gemma Arterton was born when? And when were the Beatles active? You know. Mm. A bit unlikely.
0: Just saying that. Um... Fields could, could have been
1: Penny could have been
0: Penny Lane, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's another one. Mind you, that's got an almost famous vibe to it. You ever seen almost famous folks?
3: Oh, not in a long time.
1: No, nah, not in ages. Was it, wasn't she known as Penny Fields in that? I don't uh, sure. Penny Lane. Penny Fields, Penny Lane. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's another new character. That's two new characters we've created.
0: Yeah, Strawberry Street, you know. <laughs> Penny Rigby, yeah. That's Penny dumb. Rigby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean that's Rigby the thing if, if there was an ongoing gag of like sort of, of dropping like uh, characters' names as as Bond songs in the series, I would get it. But
3: Yeah, if there'd been kind of like a running joke that it hasn't see so... uh,
1: Meet my associate, Miss Paperback Writer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> meet my associate, Eleanor Rigby, oh
1: <laughs> Well that's a real woman's name, you'd get away yeah, with that.
3: I don't know. I mean,
2: it's
0: Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, a a great name.
1: Submarine,
0: yeah. (laughs) Name, you know. You could say he's a real nowhere man. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a nowhere (laughs) man. And your name, tax man. (laughs) What do you do
1: for tax? We're brought this through, have we?
3: (laughs) What's your name, Maxwell? Oh, oh dear. Yeah, it's it's one of these. If if it was kind of like a running joke of these sort of things. Yeah. Then there
1: isn't so it's not great, but I mean it, it, it's never bothered me. I just remember looking it up in the credits afterwards when they said, Oh, you find out her name there and I like, Oh, strawberry fields, okay, fair enough. Hmm. I don't ever remember thinking what a shit joke or thinking that's no, really good. No, it's so <laughs> I literally just looked at it and went, All right, strawberry fields.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I'm I'm I am i am i am critiquing for a retrospect, but if you're thinking about actually doing doing it, you're thinking, Is it that good? Do you know what I mean? Because you no. didn't. You went there like, oh, "All right, Strawberry Fields," whereas <laughs> no but... <You> <laughs> one thought. I you an
3: not name. I can't believe they've
0: got Strawberry Fields.
3: That's great, brilliant. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of feel like you should have the name to match up with the character, though. I mean, if you think of a character like Pussy Galore, for example, um, there's all kinds of reasons why. Of pussy. She... Well, got all kinds of reasons why she's iconic. Also being played by the legendary uh, on a black one for sure. Um, but if you have got sort of other amazingly named blonde lady and
1: for long time listeners can i just point out that the joke dies with her
3: <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> you'll never know now folks um yeah yeah we're yeah.
3: never gonna make that joke again um well, anyway yeah. <laughs> but you know i, I just think like, if you got you know a, a one girl with that name if you kind of try like, this is because i'm really really harsh but you know i think it's a classic name but you know we haven't had, kind of had that kind of running joke as well um but you know Artisan is and like just. 100% rate her, Definitely check out her body of work. Um, you know, it's absolute delight to watch. As is Olga definitely. And you know, I'm often, I've got definitely strong bond girls I've I mean, she's attractive. Women.
1: Well, Funnily enough, on first viewing, I don't know if it's a haircut or what, but I found her like attractive, but a bit bland. And over the years that have followed, she's sort of I don't know. She's just I saw her in uh, Oblivion about five years after that, and did mm, she really Johnny English, and a few others. Yeah, Johnny uh, English, which was really good. I, I just think, she definitely looks older. I mean, she definitely would pass as like 40 <clears throat> now, but she just looks, to me, better now. It's funny, I've never seen Berenice Marlowe in anything since Skyfall.
3: No, I've seen her in you know, a couple of handful of films.
0: Which is a shame, because she looked fantastic in that.
1: She did. And she was great in the scene she had, a, a, mm. albeit not very much. Um, she always reminded me of the woman that was in the, the lead in The Artist as well, physically. Uh, but I've not seen any of them in much. That was a good film. I liked The Artist. Not everyone did, but I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, when you think of modern Bond actresses, um, I mean, she's not technically a Bond girl, Xenia, but I suppose mm. you would say... Her and Eva have probably had the best careers. Halle Berry, you could count, but she, she already had a career, didn't she? Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Bond she just
0: won the Oscar, didn't she? So
1: Bond, Bond was kind of neutral to her. It didn't make anything any better or worse for her, really. But Eva Green had only been in a couple of things.
3: I think sometimes, like if, well, especially if you're a woman, um, it can come, kind of, it can change your career in different ways, can't it?
1: Hmm.
3: Maybe if you're just starting out of your career, then you have, you, you know, you, I, I don't really know what the term is now, like, Bond actress. Um, you can't say Bond girl anymore. Well, um, you
1: can, but I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hold on to the term like I must keep saying that. It's like I'm quite happy to say Bond actress or whatever. Bond lady. Mm.
3: Lady. Oh dear.
1: Mm. So anyway, which Bond tart do you think's done that? <laughs>
0: Dave, it's Bond, bitch,
1: please. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just... That's going in the trailer. It's, it's such a non-PC, it's such a PC world now, I can't keep up with the appropriate terminology, Chris. <laughs> uh, no, Chris. So anyway, which Bond Horde? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bond girls are... The funny thing is, the vast majority of Bond girls in recent years almost defend the term because they feel they're joining the ranks of Bond girls and it's an historic thing. So funnily yeah. enough, you'll get women in the films who, who would otherwise have quite feminist views who insist on being known as Bond girls. So
0: I, it, I don't, I, it, I, I don't, it just goes to show it's all, you know, you know, perspective, isn't it? Really, it's like, well, how do you a matter
2: of perspective?
0: Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not, not going to tell women when I'm not one that
1: they shouldn't be offended by it. It's like, well, fine if you don't like the term bon girl, that's okay, but understand when I use it, I'm using it based on a near 60 year old series.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: it's and a, a sixty-year-old series that has characterised women by and large much much stronger than a feminist non-fan would think.
0: Well, yeah, because you know it's it's it's, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? It is tricky because, That's like, you know, if... like what
1: I'm saying is, if you don't watch Bond very often, or you've seen bits, or you've seen some of the worst examples and you just, you've just you just bought into this idea that all the women in the film are disposable and just sex objects and all the rest of it. Mm. There'll be some truth in what you're saying, mm. but we can point to several examples of very, very strong women in exactly. the film. Exactly. I mean,
3: they kind Going of, are, back, you, know, you know, the didn't have off. to be saved by Bond. I mean, even but, like, people like... We you know, also... people like um, Camille or Win Lynn, for example. Yeah. But at, at the same at the same time, you know, we yeah, do have characters like Priscilla who were very progressive, even in Fleming's novel writing at the time in which he was writing. Incredibly you know, progressive and scandalous even.
1: It was, but, you know, it's a mixed bag because after that, Domino's a bit bland. And you know what I mean? And mm. the, the The Roger Moore era does have, you know, several women in it that are just embarrassing yeah, the good good night is probably the time. worst one i think probably the
0: worst example because <laughs> he treats him like it, a it, slow
1: it. child so yeah. what i'm saying is the picture is nuanced i'm not saying there's nothing in any complaints people would make there there's a lot of validity to to any complaint people mm-hmm. would make about historically bond girls but there's also a surprising amount that are, are way more progressive than you would ever imagine if you've not seen them
0: well I mean, yeah, because if you go to like most Bond fans and you say the term Bond girl, it's, it's something that is part of the franchise itself, and they don't just think, "Whoa," you know, bit of bit of that, you know. I mean, they all have their own little sort of. Basically, they basically have their own it, character. They all have their own. Yeah, part uh, of the I mean,
1: it's a different. It's a different word with a different meaning, but it's yeah. the same as saying henchman in yeah. Bond terms. That it comes with a certain connotation of what Bond you villain. mean. Yeah, Isn't you got, cool? So when you say henchman, you mean well not the villain, but he's normally got a guy who works with him. Yeah. Who's a bit more physical. Yeah. And sometimes that's a woman like Xenia or whatever. Yeah. But that's I, what a, we
0: so, do. Yeah, Bond girl
3: when is a same character like Fiona Volpe, for example.
1: Hey, I mentioned Xenia. Xenia's not a Bond girl. And it isn't because she isn't like a sexy woman and all the rest of it, it's because she doesn't fill that role in a Bond film. She's a henchman. Though She's you could hen- not, you could make the argument she is a Bond girl, because mm, you know yeah, you i, honest, I think yeah, what could I'm saying, say. Yeah, I mean if you were gonna rank Bond girls under whatever criteria you were going to do that. I wouldn't argue if Xenia was on the list but if you were to say there's one Bond girl in each film and possibly a secondary one as well uh, Natalia is the Bond girl in GoldenEye
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's the the basically Bond but girl basically means the, the female lead of that film. inclination
3: with Bond It does. Sorry, what did you say Becca? I was going to say but then you know I think by that token you would say that Xenia is as well just because she, she may not be the, as you say the primary and because, because she's a villainous character.
1: Yes, but if you had to fit. I, I wouldn't argue too hard with that, but if you had to fit, fit people into their little boxes, their little roles, she is the film's henchman.
3: Sure, no, of course, definitely.
1: In fact, she's one of two, because Urumov technically is as well.
3: Is it one girl? No. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what a lovely pair of tits he had great <laughs> bikini
3: like here for example obviously I, I would say like Gemma Artisan is also a Bond girl and so is Camille as well even though she's the primary Je- uh,
1: yeah, Gemma Artisan's the secondary Bond girl though hmm. the sacrificial land she's like Aki yeah
3: you've kind of got the, the both points of the compass there haven't yeah you that's think? enough so. one sacrificial like, she's land
1: like, a, she's, like, yeah, she, well, she's like Aki or like Pat Fearing hmm. or something yeah. they don't always die by
3: the way it's
1: um, yeah. never
3: heard of again
1: <laughs> just never heard of again and they're not the main female leader of the film so yeah Pat Fearing would fall into that um, yeah, so, so,
0: Andrew, so, Andrew or Anders would. There's always I bond allies, and there's usually sacrificial lamb as well, as you said. Because yeah.
3: you know, I, I kind of think like with the term bond girl, for example, I just think for me, it's just kind of it's a it's a blanket. Just you know, if you're a female and a bond film,
0: you're a bond girl.
3: Not necessarily a bond girl, but you're a bond actress, a bond woman. Work with the terms these days. So that's just how I approach it. <laughs>
1: I've got mixed feelings on it, only because part of me goes to defend it because it's an historical term. Well, it, it doesn't. Is. It doesn't I mean... have the connotations you could be hanging on it, um, and it's just. It, it is just. It, it's a, it's a term that's almost meaningless to us now in terms of mm-hmm. breaking down the constituent parts of the phrase. It is just literally a role within a film, but at the same time. Values and standards do change over time. You know, there was a period, go back, go back a few centuries, like slavery was legal and acceptable. So things do change over time. And it exactly. may well be that Bond girl becomes a term you can't use at the moment. This is probably,
3: I'd like it's to sort of drag listeners uh, towards the work of um, Dr. Lisa for now, definitely a work on femininity um, in the Bond films and the role of the Bond, uh, the Bond and girl. And she's a huge Bond fan. Yeah, definitely. She you know, she so has a real passion it, it, for the films not, and for the books as well. It, it is not, Really interesting it, reading. Highly recommend it. It's not incompatible with feminism, though,
1: is what we're saying. And Lisa's proof of that. I, yeah, I exactly. follow her on social media. Although her favourite films aren't the same as my favourite films, but there you go. We have <laughs> very different. different tastes. Um, but no, I, I like Lisa. I follow Lisa. I've interacted with her a few times on Twitter. Mm, um She's, she's a nice lady and she's got uh, thoughtful ideas on stuff. She also appeared on the latest James Bond and Friends doing a sort of watch along with Diana the day. Mm,
3: the comments are really interesting,
1: definitely. Um, you know.
3: But yeah, so if any of us haven't checked out her work, then I highly recommend it for sure.
1: I don't think she'd fit on this show somewhat because we're way too flippant and thick. But <laughs> <laughs> but, she'd
3: raise our intellect
1: tenfold. If you want like, a bit of intellect in your show. I don't know, it'd be show,
3: good which... to have her on though. I
1: reckon. Yeah.
3: Learn a thing or no, not, learn a thing Hello or two, enough. but you know, I didn't mean that
1: in a bad way, but you <laughs> have to and be um, just... <laughs> let it know it's a comedy podcast. Um, to be honest, we're not really that type of show anyway, but like Lisa's, Lisa's really great, and um, but there you go. I don't like the effect that's coming here. The, the, that's that plane at that shot looks very CG, and when they dive yeah, out,
3: this plane shot, they, it does they, look
1: very did fake they, in general. Did they film it in like the Vomit Comet or something,
3: It is does they, look a little bit like they, that.
1: They, they, they filmed them in like zero G or somehow, they, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was on some sort of turbine wind effect or something, but they filmed this and then stuck it against green screen and I don't think it looks very good. And that's
3: <sighs> probably one of the few moments and, in the that didn't to make look it more quite...
1: visceral than say hmm. Moonraker, but Moonraker was a better effect.
0: It does, this scene does, this or this sequence is a bit like out of place though, isn't it? Yeah, I was
1: getting sick of the film by now because we're an hour and ten minutes in, and it just fit, it felt like it was just going from one pointless action sequence to the other, and I couldn't see the point of the whole aeroplane fucking thing at all anyway. Until I read that, like Mark Forster wanted to use all the four elements and stuff like that, <laughs> um, it, I, I just thought this film needs to slow down and actually have people talk to each other. We mm-hmm. talk about Bond films being too long now. This film, I believe, to be too short it's not that you you can't do yeah I think it's too short Becker I think if you gave a a bit of breathing space between scenes it would all flow much better
2: Sure.
1: Um, that's not to say you can't do an hour and 46 minute Bond film I just don't think this is the one you know this cut of a Bond film is too short Um, although having said that I think almost from a prestige perspective I don't want to wait five years for a Bond film that's 100 minutes Um, I think they need to be over two hours but I think for all the flaws of the Roger Moore era, I think his films averaged out at about the right length. They were all about sort of 205, 210, yeah. something like that. It's about right. That's what I think a Bond film should be. They You can add t- five to ten minutes onto that now for credits. So I think if a Bond film comes out at like 215, 220, that's probably about right these days. Um, but then we can't comment on the length of tone, uh, No Time to Die till we see it, can we? Mm.
0: Well, no. I mean, that, how long is that now? Is it like? two and a half hours to two
1: hours 40 43 Becca.
3: i think so
1: 163 minutes isn't it that's what i'm reading
3: yeah i think so too yeah it's, it's a long one
1: it, 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 <laughs> once upon a time in hollywood dark night rises it's that sort of length
3: yeah it's kind of getting more and more into the epic epic category
1: let's see what they do with it i mean i'm not i'm not against it in theory
3: when we get to kind of like the three plus hour mark, it's just like,
1: oh. As a general Chen trend, I think they've been a little bit baggy.
0: But bear in mind, this is probably Craig's last one. So there's probably a lot of stuff that they've probably got to do, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I think if it was a debut film for somebody, I'd be a little bit like, why? But you know, I'm not going to prejudge it for a see it. Honestly, I'm not. I can talk in generalities about film lengths, and I think they're they're getting a bit more indulgent over time. But this film is an hour shorter, and it's too short. And it wastes time on things like this. She's talking about her backstory, and I think in review Becca connected with this a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, Becca, I, th- I don't think you disliked this stuff, but I just thought it was a waste of running time.
3: Um, this one is it's a difficult scene, really. Um, this one is needed for like important character pieces, but we do learn a lot more. Um, about Camille about her you know her background and her links with Madrana and why why she's so you know scared and why she's so keen to kind of leave her mark as well as you know making his for example um, did drag it a little bit but I just think it's an important character beat really okay we haven't really had time we haven't really had you know time to spend much with her and learn about why she's out for revenge and what her mission is and to learn that she is just as driven as as Bond and we are talking about strong female characters and I think she's probably one of the you know, rare moments where we do have somebody who is, you know, because she's a, an agent herself um, on an equal footing, at least with Bond. But yeah, it's, it's an important character moment, I think.
1: I can see what they were trying to do. Bear in mind in screen time, you know, in, in movie time, this is days after Vespa died. So the idea that he'd be, you know, getting any kind of romantic emotional attachment to her however fleeting that often is in bond maybe wouldn't fit but then he might drunkenly just like shag the office junior Mm. so (laughs) uh, that kind of fits with bond as i would understand him i think he would have some casual encounters because that's what even the literary version does quite a lot of um the idea that there's nothing romantic with camille is understandable but then in Bond Lore it means she stands out a bit in a good and bad way. Firstly, they've they've put a bit of effort into her characterisation, but there is a part of me wondering why she's there in the first place. I mean, is it literally like Robin to Batman that you need to give someone for the lead to talk to? I he he would be wandering around literally talking to nobody right now if she wasn't.
0: Yeah. It it will be it will be always one of those things you have to like that that back and forth you know it's yeah. difficult you have to have a bond girl in some some way yeah. form and as you say you know what one of the film one of the things this film does right is to not have her as a you know as a reward for the end of the film you know it's I mean it wouldn't feel right anyway it's coming straight out of uh, Casino but absolutely um, but it, again it is no it's like you don't have to always end with like oh James. Yeah. No, because
1: I mean, no. I well, would I would understand any sort of feminist issues with that because it is the woman being presented as like the prize, the reward, mm. the well done, you know, shoot your beans up her muff, yeah. in, in the words of the office, <laughs> <laughs> beans and muff. Um, yeah, so I, I, and I, you've got to walk a very careful line with this that the the the, the females in these films still have to sort of adhere to what we'd understand from from the bond series Mm. in some respect but you can't just have her there as someone to to shag at the end and that's it and they've largely done that right in the craig series the craig run Mm. even where the chemistry wasn't quite there like inspector what they were trying to do with the madeline character is is good
0: yeah because even here she's like she has her own thing she has her own objective
3: yeah, it's got her own
1: agenda, yeah. is not she? The problem is it's a bit cake and eat it in that, mm. like, I like the idea she's got her own agenda, but then when she puts it forth in the film, I find it a waste of screen time and wish it wasn't there. <laughs> so in some respects, the film probably couldn't have made me happy there.
0: It's a, it's a little bit like Fury's Only, though, in a sense. It's that not it's... Ma- not Mark Lamar again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that he follows it to the letter by immediately going up to his suite. <laughs> doesn't say where to run to. You'd think. Let like, no, us run. A bit more detail. It's like Inspector, where he's got the video of Judy Dench, but it doesn't say anything really. It's like,
3: come on. He just deferred all of it. I mean, come on,
1: give, give some more detail than that. Oh. I have a love-hate relationship to nods back to earlier points in the series. This is one that's right on the line to me because she's in the Goldfinger post. And I'm a little bit like,
3: "Really? Okay, what
1: are you trying to achieve with that? But at the same time, it's much better
0: than 20th watch, 20th. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Let's roll out the Aston Martin.
3: Yeah, here it goes. Yeah.
0: With the, with the 60 machine guns attached to it, which he didn't get, which <laughs> you didn't you got, get from no, it. No,
1: if you've got a near 60-year history, I'd imagine there's always going to be some sort of degree of what George Lucas would call rhyming. But it is that in love with itself I didn't quite like that. A few uh, times. That
3: phrase does annoy me a little bit.
1: Um, echo might be a better word.
3: Yeah.
1: But, um, it, I get what he's trying to say. So you know, but... The difference is Star Wars is a sort of linear saga. It might have been told nonlinear in some ways, but this really isn't. It's kind of different installments. Yeah, the Craig year has been, but there's no reason you have to have a Pierce Brosnan film constantly referencing like a Sean Connery film, for example. I don't understand that, and it will eat itself eventually because it, it's not creating new things to call back to. It's just mm. calling back all the time. But yeah, that is basically it's a difficult scene. Well, it's the fact that she was drowned in it while she was still alive. It's in her lungs.
3: Yeah, it's horrible.
1: Here, though, it's I mean, almost has...
3: some deaths, definitely.
1: In the middle of this fight, you forget how many people he got in the lift with. I mean, it's so yeah. <laughs> Hold like.
3: Yeah,
1: It's like hang on a minute, how many
0: were there? It's oh, hang on, it's a, little, it's a
3: little yeah, a small lift. Uh, <clears throat> know, you know, but... just
0: just taking time with certain beats <gasps> would probably like elevate this to two hours. Do you it know it what I ch- mean?
1: You have a to... couple of seconds a couple of seconds Slice like on. winter soldier style for them all to mm. like look at each other in the lift would have helped. Because yeah. immediately I can't tell you how many people are lying there now. Um and it's like follow him, he's onto something. And it's like two minutes ago you were take him in, send him back to London. If you thought he was onto something, why bring him in? And having said to everyone, follow him, he's onto something, we never see any evidence he's followed again. It is that bit where they're just making it up as they go along. They wanted a scene with M out in the field. They're very fond of it in this era. They need her eyes on Bond in person.
0: Mm.
1: But it's it's one of those where it falls apart when you think about it. I, he's my agent and I trust him. Two seconds ago, I was sending him home in disgrace.
0: Well, he just needs like you know, she's looking to like Daniel Craig's blue eyes. And go, oh, go on then. Yeah, I came out quite pleasantly surprised with um, I I can't pronounce her name. I was monster it. Olga
1: Kurylenko. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, oh yeah. Because uh, the only thing I've seen her in prior to watching this film was uh, that first Hitman film, which, which was rubbish. So I was thinking, which I don't
1: think I've seen, it's like the Timothy Oliphant one. Yeah, I haven't seen it.
0: Uh, and yeah, you think, oh, really? They, they've gone down that route. I think, oh, okay. Uh, and she turned out actually pretty well, you know, considering.
1: Yeah, and I, I quite liked her in um, Oblivion, which was mm. quite a criminally over. Yeah, that, that's quite
3: a good
1: film. I mean, it's a, it's a prestige film in that it's Tom Cruise and all the rest of it, but. um it's not one of those films that really grabbed public consciousness or did massive, massive money. All these films do all right, um, but I really quite liked it. Although I liked um, uh, what's she called in it more? The other one?
0: Oh, Andrea. Rock- Is it Andrea Ashbro?
1: Yeah. yeah. She was in an episode of Doc Martin yesterday when I was not caning them. Honestly, as, <laughs> no, as, as a as a, as a young as a young school age teen, uh, you know, Cornish girl, whatever. Um, and uh, I looked her up And she was about 24 at that point I thought, sure, that's that's her Got a bit of a thing for her, to be fair <laughs> No, but she, then when I saw her she, as a schoolgirl a I'm like, no, 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 no,
0: no, that's not right She's a type of actress that does dis- Disappear into roles
1: can, But she can do a bit of everything Because she's attractive, so you can mm. put her in those sorts of roles But she's also She can play a bit unhinged She can play humorous, she can mm. play a bit cheeky She's really very she talented She tough Yes I like I like but yeah, so I like that film a lot. Oblivion.
3: My Blu-ray's skipping, so excuse we me. We are in 50... dodgy noises.
1: Dominic Green's gonna suck this place dry, apparently. I'm hoping... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 really? I'm hoping I'm hoping they mean the water and not he's gonna
0: keep the bar patrons very happy.
3: He's gonna go <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I'll
0: turn why, up with this big hose. That's why he's popular. Hey
3: girls, look at my
1: big hose. <laughs> Even here, he he meets like Felix, and it's immediately racing off into another sequence. It's like let's have, let them have a conversation.
3: It's literally action after action after action. What it, would, it's would a this flaw. scene,
0: just hypothetically, would this scene work a lot more um, or, or be a bit stronger? Had we not see this was like maybe it was the first time we see Felix. He just showed up to help Bond, like he's like or oh, like he's like gone out his way to kind of like. Give it, hey, hey, mate, heads up! Give you a bit. Of plot. I can see
1: what the film is trying to do because he is party to what's going on in the CIA yeah. and collusion with Green, which I don't think they really know is criminal, but they sort of don't care either. Um, the idea that he's got out to slip a message, and it doesn't end with him being a sacrificial lamb; it actually ends with him being promoted, and mm. no one need ever know. I like, but it's all so ham-fisted in the telling. And they rush scenes. So instead of sitting and thinking about, actually, that's quite brave of Felix because he's seen what's going on and I bet his boss is outside. Mm. Because they're straight onto something else and him running away, your mind doesn't have time to relax and think about it. Yeah. So instead of thinking about Felix's role in this, we're straight onto this. And when I saw this little thing here, I thought, Christ, that's pretentious. That, that shot doesn't belong in a Bond film.
0: Which shot, know. sorry?
1: The shot of the salamander or whatever it was. Oh, that's a, that's a bit rock. strange. I think
3: that's just a kind of a marker to say, oh, look, we're in the desert.
1: Yeah.
0: A, a, a hotel in the middle of the desert.
1: Which actually <laughs> does exist and is a hotel, but it's used for... Sometimes um, truth is strange, stranger than fiction, if you like, mm. in that I've always found it one of the most um, ridiculous parts of the film, but it's actually true.
3: That's, yeah.
1: Uh, that's a hotel largely used by construction workers in the area, apparently. Mm.
3: Yeah, you, you can't course, go and stay there, but it's mainly for construction workers. Yeah,
1: but in the telling in the film, it's just like it's like that joking carry on up the Khyber or whatever it is, where they keep having like or is it a follow that camel? One of them, where they have like a load of mirages and then they eventually walk past this lovely hotel and ignore it because they think it's a mirage, and the guy's like, I told you not to build this here. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Why would you build this here?
3: I've never actually seen that. I need to get on it.
1: Uh, none of the carry-on films are brilliant, to be fair. No, I've that been... Is a, I've, that is a joke. i had
3: um, carry-on camping, I think, on one of on the ITV channels, I think, over the, um, over the Easter break, um, which I totally missed. But...
0: Mm. I kind of feel have I haven't been
3: to Pinewood and not ever seen a carry-on film. Right What's, well. wasn't, there,
0: I... wasn't there a cab driver one where, like, you know, the female staff sort of, like, uh, went off and did their own rival business?
3: Probably.
1: What I find sad about the carry-on films is it had to coincide with like one of the best em- eras of American cinema ever. So when like early young Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and like Scorsese was making all these amazing <laughs> pretty films, we had that in the confessions films.
3: <laughs> Sex comedies were thriving.
1: And Robin Asquith did like one of my tweets the other day when I described Bottle Boys as ahead of its time, but you had to get the, you had to get the uh, context of the whole conversation.
3: Well, I never knew
1: that. Wow. Hey, I tell you what, there's a small chance Captain Tom Moore will pass 23 million while we're online.
3: Hopefully, yeah.
1: He's at nearly 22.9 now as we speak.
3: That's incredible. Mm. I think he'll become Sir, sir Captain. For anyone <clears>
1: listening <throat> not in this country, which is a lot of you, uh, go and look up Captain Tom Moore. Uh, is walk, more walk for the NHS um this guy turns 100 in about a month or the end of the month i think it is yeah end of april
3: isn't
1: it and he's he's he, he started off trying to raise a bit of money for the national health service here during the current crisis hoping he could raise like a thousand pounds and he's currently raised nearly 23 million at the time of recording mm-hmm. just from walking laps of his back garden lengths of his well i don't think it's his back garden Four thousand five hundred and seventy six percent yeah he's bought the each length is like 25 meters or something. And he's doing like a hundred of those, but he's, he's t- he's nearly a hundred with a walker. That would be very hard work for him. But he, went, yeah, he was a captain in world war two. So he's got dressed up very smart with all his medals yeah, to do it medals. every day. And he completed his hundred laps, a couple of lengths. I keep saying laps. So it's not an around thing. It's lengths. It's straight up and back. Um, I think it's a home. I think he's living in a home rather than his home looking at it. Um, and he's yeah he's, he he expect then then eventually when he realised it was making a lot of money he thought well maybe I can get half a million then and uh, yeah twenty three million fantastic
0: oh it's like I... a refreshing pint of beer that good what was that the, the, a freshing pint of beer that's been brought to the table it does look refreshing doesn't
3: it especially oh, in these right. dry conditions.
0: I
1: thought you meant my little story there was like a very refreshing pint of beer. <laughs> well, that too, Dave. So you
3: are always like a refreshing pint of How?
1: beer. How? How is that anything like a beer? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, it's, thought, n- it's Chris, nice he, he
1: and frothy. Like, oh. Goes down well. <clears throat> well, I do go to. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, just as Dominic Green saying you'll wake up with your balls in your mouth. That's like
3: a refreshing pint of beer.
1: Yeah. Oh. She hasn't quite had the career I thought she would have, but that's not unusual for the Bond series, really. I say Eva Green's had probably the best career of like modern Bond girls, you know, last fifteen years. But Eva Green is, is such an unusual look, mm-hmm. and so on.
0: She always looks like a Rachel Rise. I always sort of think they look similar. Who? Um, Eva Green looks similar to uh, Rachel, uh, of Craig's Mrs. Um, Rachel oh. Rise. It-
1: Maybe. A little, I suppose. I don't think they're that... Si- they're of a similar type. Yeah. I totally agree with that, yeah. The important thing is we've, we've all seen both of their tits. <laughs> One of them a lot more than the other. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just I, I'm just pleased for Daniel Craig. He's sort of become a father again fairly late in life. And he does seem, you know, I saw him like doing that applaud for the NHS the other day. Whatever you think about that. He did that with uh, Rachel on like the balcony of I think it is of wherever their place was or some something like that. And he looks genuinely contented. And I like I just like that. I'm, I'm quite a, I'm quite soft on just people being happy. You know, I like to see it. He's got quite a good life the other day, and he uh, these days, and he's got like another franchise ready to go as well when he enters this one. Yeah,
0: well, what 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 franchise is that? Knives Out. Oh yeah, potentially yeah.
1: The, oh, there's that, no re- there's no reason they can't do like another sort of poirot style ta- tale with that yeah. character every, every three years or so
3: I'd yeah, love for that to be a series that'd be amazing and it's
1: not age dependent he could still be doing that. <laughs> excuse so, me sorry and because he's like not, a, not he's not even a policeman so it's not even like there's any kind of retirement age he mm. can um he could still be doing that character he could play playing playing, for a long long time he, yeah, he could play it in his early 70s if he wants you know, that's assuming these films continue to be mm. good and liked and there's lots of if, buts and maybes with it but certainly the, the first one has been successful and, pop, and lauded enough to get a second
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I can't imagine he's going to drop the ball so badly you won't get like three of them and then who knows after that
3: just, It just goes to show the sort of enduring popularity of the genre really, isn't it? I, mean, well, it's I think shocking you, can, you, can you can assemble how little them.
1: we've had of it big screen yeah, I mean exactly. we've had, we've had a lot of detective shows on TV, and Poirot has been on TV and stuff like that in in fairly recent years. But when you think about it, we haven't had a lot of this, you know, murder at a stately house kind of shows in in quite a long time, have we? No,
3: there's more as you, you would say on the stage. You would see it on the stage or on the small screen. So, it's so, well, one so, of those really tried respect. and tested popular formulas. And obviously, you've got the creative team behind it. But, mm. You know, always going to attract a, an amazing cast like that. So. Yeah, long may it continue. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, it wasn't reinventing the wheel, although there were little things in the narrative structure that were different.
3: It certainly uh, kept you guessing. I mean, it was one of those a, things. It where was like... a
1: lot of fun. What, what I loved about it was it kept you guessing without really you, you, you knew that that could not be the end of the story. When, yeah, when after like, yeah, 15, twenty you... minutes, you know who killed him, and and it was still technically correct what hmm. they said. You knew that couldn't be the, the the end of the story, and I I like the Blanc character, and I like I just like those sort of prestige casts where they're not all A-listers, but they're all names.
3: Yeah, they're all big names. That,
1: that they did that in the seventies. You know, go and look up the Poirot films for the seventies. You you just,
3: well, just especially things like um Lord of the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, they're I, they're I, think, I'm, I, I think I'm thinking of those really.
3: We got literally like Sean Connery, Timmy Perkins, um, oh God. Um, gilgud for example
1: um i think audrey hepburn
3: Hepburn, exactly
1: yeah and that's what they'll look for again they'll they'll do they'll do similar they'll go and get like we we, we can't even guess who it's going to be because it depends what characters he wants so we couldn't guess but you know na- name any reasonably big actor of the last 40 years and there's a possibility they turn up in something like that there's nothing to say that like that the the, the victim next time might not be like dustin hoffman or something like that yeah, you know and um all of those sorts of people could could be in it you just don't know bill murray might turn up in yeah <laughs> you just don't know anybody who's a name and they've got a calling card now because the first one was popular so they know they're going to be in something that's likely to be a hit yes yeah, so
3: and, a good I, to have
1: and he did say he did say having daniel craig on board made the conversation so much easier with everybody
3: mm, definitely yeah they've gone with like a lesser actor than it might it would not have been as easy
0: because especially yeah. i imagine it, it you know filming wouldn't necessarily take that long to do anyway so it could be like yeah sure why not i can I mean, I don't Sounds know like how fun. long
1: Knives Out took, but if someone told you that was a twenty-eight-day shoot, you'd believe them because it's yeah. all fairly contained in location, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Because especially, especially if you're play, playing like the the main murder victim, and you think, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have that many. So, yeah. So you could That's so, thing, so as a big name thing, you could be like, well, yeah, spreading sure. the load.
1: And the thing is as well, you'll be able to film different things on different days. There will be shots where you need to be all in the same room, mm. but when you think about those shots where they were all in a chair talking to like uh, the, the, the cops they could have done that on they might have done all of those on different days I yeah. doubt it they might have done it's possible Um. so yeah I'd love to see more of it I I think well I mean we've talked about it so we won't do it again but there's no doubt I enjoyed the films more than say you did Chris but I would like to watch more more of them yeah
0: Yeah. I mean to be fair, it's, you know, to be fair I maybe we could of add it. that to
3: our roster go and do the um, the Poirot <laughs>
0: movie. I mean, to it's fair, it's, it's more, of case it, do like that. In more of a case, it just didn't speak to me more than anything. It just was like, okay, I don't... Oh, you
1: never said a th- negative thing about it. In no. fact, when you said about flaws with it, you phrased them as questions, yeah, and we talked about it on I think the summer review or something like that. I can't remember when it was now. No, it wasn't summer review. It was the winter special. When we talked on there, you didn't go. I didn't like it because of this. You said, "Well, I felt this." What did you think? And I was like, "I think the answer to that is this." And some of your complaints I could clear up, and some I couldn't. So no, sorry.
0: yeah, yeah. I did always say like, you know, it's probably it's probably sort of for a rewatch anyway, even walking out of it. Yeah. So so, I, I, so I, I, I wasn't like. Absolute
1: have, with my opinion, but... yeah, yeah, no, I know. So yeah, this is uh, the last thing You just throw some oil at him, right? Very small thing of oil. I mean, if you actually needed oil in the middle of the desert for your car, that wouldn't get you very so, far.
0: So if you if you follow the North Star, and... Oh, yeah. Until
1: you can't find him, in, you'll be you'll be the, the one who sits <laughs> above Mi Six, <laughs> <laughs> and then when they get there, it's like, well, this year it would be Gordon Brown sat on a gold throne <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. There's some lovely shots in it, though. I mean, the editing's awful, but the shot shot Mm. making's lovely. Lovely shots just haphazardly put together. I was disappointed when I saw um, initial shots from this, like teaser posters and stuff. And I read that the initial idea which Mark Forster changed, so it was before he came on board, was to film. Everything that you see that's like desert in this was meant to be snow. And I was disappointed, and it's because I associates snow with the bond series and bond and this bond hadn't been in snow obviously yet and actually over time i think it's turned out to be the right choice it's got a it's got a very distinctive look to it quantum of solace as a result and the tan in the colors really pulls out his blue eyes don't they fucking look at those eyes
3: yeah they really stand out and they're quite piercing
1: she could have given him a quick hand job here couldn't she (laughs) you think you'll be able to sleep now? Well, oh,
3: no, you will. <laughs>
0: well, you
3: could help. I, I kind of feel bad that they don't end up together. And it's like, oh, but you know, yeah, both of them were very much their own people. And... I,
0: I've always liked the tease—the fact that might come back, as a character at some point, not necessarily as a romantic element, but just as like as, as someone who like like a lighter just pops up. Perhaps What's next time like
3: he next time, time he has to work in South America. Camus. Yeah,
0: well, I it. be what happened now, but
1: uh, no, it won't, will it?
3: That's no, a shame. I mean, cause I, I know years ago they were talking about a Jinx spin-off. I think Camille is another character. Could he, if they were going to choose, you know, a well, spin-off?
0: in a way, it's I like it would be cool. It's like ribbon Section, isn't it? That's pretty much what her character would be. Well, oh, that's what, true, what, actually. Sorry? Yeah, it'd like be what? like rhythm Section, really, wouldn't it? What her character yeah. would. Be. Oh. Yeah. So <clears> breaking up section, a little bit on my end, sorry. It was a wasted opportunity, wasn't it? Mm. I didn't think
1: it was a horrifically bad film, and it I thought
3: maybe as, as a TV series.
1: Mm. Uh, fans of TV's Castle will recognise this lady. I never watched it.
3: I haven't seen that in ages. I'm she
1: was not... female lead of it. It was. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's... oh, yeah, okay. okay.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. Oh, dear, it's quite just, terrifying. <laughs>
1: I love his clothing in this though. I just wish they kept, kept kept on with that. Even mm. even the sort of cut of the shirts and ties,
3: just better. Eyes well of um, Timothy Dalton.
0: I do think. Well, I think as from an aesthetic point of view, I think one of the the problems with how he's dressed is like he also dressed like some of the henchmen in the same sort of way. So they, they both kind of look similar. I think you sort of right. said that um, in the opening chase. But I've noticed it as like an ongoing thing. Like so, when whenever like. Uh, He's found someone else who was uh, suited up, they look similar.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I shagged her, by the way. Look <laughs> <laughs> at you. I just, you know, he's not even, he's had even greeting, he's not even boasting.
0: Well, you know, gets to go home to Rachel Weisz, doesn't he, so...
1: Mm. Not at this point. He wasn't with her at this point.
0: I think it was Dreamhouse, wasn't it, when they got together, was it?
1: I, I can't remember, but I think it's about eight or nine years ago. I think he was with her by the time of Skyfall. <coughs> and, yeah, they've got a kid who's, what, about two now, something like that, time of recording, something like that. They live in New York, but then, of course, um, her first partner, you know, the child mm. the ch- our first child's father is American so I suppose it works for everybody doing it that way yeah, That's
3: just kind I, of the nature of
1: the job isn't it? So. I, like, I, I like that this he doesn't waste a lot of dialogue but I kind of wish he'd said there'd been a bit more here This is very...
3: A bit perfunctory isn't
1: it? It's a bit, I don't, don't know what mm. they Yeah, I never left is a nice line no. Yeah, that's great. And the fact he hasn't um killed that guy mm. it's the whole point of this film anybody who turns around says craig kills too much in it and it's like well hang on a minute that's like Let's that's the, the point of the fucking film um so his arc is now complete so you know we can have the gun barrel back at the start of the next one
0: <laughs> if only
1: no they, they, i think they didn't so. find
0: the right shot
1: I think the next one, they should just uh, discuss whether MI6 has any place in the modern world. <laughs> I need you back. I never left. I like oh. The only thing is he drops the uh, thing here, which is, um, you know, the Algerian love knot, which is a good idea. But there's something about it. I don't know if it's the same one they used in Casino Royale because it looks cheaper in this film. i mm,
3: not quite sure. It looks, Maybe it's, it's just it's a different thing. angle
1: could be it just looked a better piece of jewelry so a nice reflective bit of quiet that won't be at all ruined by the, <laughs> by
3: the- epic fucking- gun barrel at the end oh, it
1: up. <laughs> and now he's gonna sprint across the scene like he's late to work
3: <laughs> we need a wee
1: he looks good in that gun barrel if it was slower it would be mm. his definitive gun barrel um because in the next one he's got a crew cut you know i don't think he- i think he I don't know if he lost weight or bulk or what after this film because he's bigger in that gun barrel than the two he did after. I don't know. I just love watching the behind the scenes stuff on this and Elvis, you know, the actor playing it. El- it's
3: interesting.
1: He was interviewed and he was going, and Elvis has a secret. And I was thinking, ooh, can't wait to see what that, is. <laughs> <Where's
3: the
0: wig? laughs> like,
1: what, that fucking mop on your head isn't real. What a
0: shock. It, it, and he really likes opera because he, he, like, while watching that opera thing, he kind of like he's really into it and he looks at like one of the Avengers, and he just sort of like gives him like a little bit of a look and goes and then goes back to the opera as if to say "Ah, oh. i'm really enjoying this all right at least elvis is happy all the viewers <laughs> desperately wanted to know that
3: <laughs> Christ.
1: i don't know it's a difficult film to generalize on because they were very hamstrung And if it had been any other studio, or most other studios, you'd say delay it. Well, A, they'd only delayed it once, and B, MGM were about to go into bankruptcy. They were desperate for the money.
3: Mm. Well, they were. I think that's what, obviously, it was so rushed, wasn't it? They just said, to right, OK, we'll get this out, and, you you know, what we can.
1: The problem is they're then hamstrung by the fact that you have to talk up a film. If you're in it, you can't go... (laughs) You know, <laughs> exactly and you know Craig at the premiere was saying things like you know we knew we had to work really hard to match casino and I, I think we have and it's like you know you haven't it always comes out years later it's like it's like yeah. Boston would die tomorrow never dies I mean whatever I you been, tomorrow never they, dies. they did
3: their best at, at the time with the, with the um you know the things, mm. the tools at their disposal
1: but they go around the, it must be soul destroying going around the world promoting a film you think's bollocks <laughs>
3: well, it, was, it was difficult difficult um circumstances
1: there's a strange noise in the background what is that
3: oh sorry it didn't have some work then.
1: all right whatever uh so yeah a lot of people worked on this for it to come out so disappointing i was disappointed when i saw the running time of it though it just for years it felt like almost half a bond film to me it was just yeah, this little what's... at the end of the last one and rushed and a
0: bit more for no your one... money
1: yeah you know
0: But I don't, I don't... I, I don't mind it running under two hours though. I, 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 I don't mind like a bomb film doing that. Um, but at the same time, I, I would like to up the, up the pace of them a little bit. You know, it's like, make them a bit more regular. But I think mm. we we'll agree on that.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's not all bad. I mean, I think a lot of people have never deviated from their initial... I mean, there are going to be people out there who don't like it, who rank it low. It's one of those films that if you stick at the bottom, I get it. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to argue you're totally wrong, although I don't agree. Mm. But I think a lot of people have, have been, they've stuck to their initial impression and have never really challenged that impression. When you don't know what's going on in this film and you're trying to watch it on the big screen, it can be quite a miserable experience. But as it settles, it, it's not all bad. It really yeah. isn't.
0: It's it's more of a shame, really, because you think, it, a the wasted opportunity that the franchise could have ultimately gone, yeah. and also, just in terms of like I say, like the editing and like you know the of of how, how it plays. The yeah, ideas. It's done,
1: it's done dating the film in yeah, favour either the the,
0: the the actually ideas and the, some of the shots the, you know the the. the, the Detached to te- the, the look of the feel are all really nice. You just think, oh, it could have been so much better. It could have been like a really really decent follow-up that could have,
1: yeah, like... they, they thought about their locations and their sets and their look and I don't like all of their choices but even choosing Siena for what is a perfunctory scene with some MI6 people out in the field you could have just gone to a fucking car park somewhere and just dropped him off it, you know what yeah. I mean? They, they thought about going to Siena and stuff like that and yeah, there were lots of things in this film that I really liked, but there's no doubt it was badly hurt by what happened. Um, James Bond will return, but it will take a while. And that's Quantum Solace, folks. All done. The second of the Sony deal. So not involved anymore. Leo saying goodbye to everybody. And that's, yeah, that.
0: that's
3: that. It's magic words. James Bond will return.
0: And it's going to be universal next time, you know, isn't it?
1: Universal Worldwide, um, Annapurna in America.
0: And what in America? Annapurna. Oh.
1: They're, they're, it's Universal around the rest of the world, though. So we'll see how that comes out. I mean, the film is the film. It, that, that really is marketing campaign they're, they're involved with. And I said Eon have done a good job, actually. I think on the face of it, Universal were doing quite a good job with No Time to Die in terms of promotion.
0: Do you see it sticking with Universal?
1: I think it'll be an open bidding conversation, a uh, competition next time. I think the the issue I'm gonna, the issue they're gonna have, is if they open in November and we are still, even if we're not locked down, we're still in a lockdown mentality.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and people who were gonna go to the cinema because they like James Bond, but maybe don't go to the cinema that often, they think I, I can wait. I'll see it at home. Um, if this film doesn't do massive money. There might be a tendency for Eon to turn around and say, well, it didn't really work out with Universal, did it? Mm -hmm. It is not beyond the realms of possibility it comes out and does like 500 million. And I would never, ever have said that pre this virus. I would have thought 800 million would have been the absolute floor for it.
3: It'll be Um, interesting to see if they do stream it or do, you know, rent for £20 or whatever, rather than wait to release it in the cinemas in November.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know what 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 we're going to be like uh, by that point. I mean, by November, I think we we will we'll have already. there still started. be no.
1: There'll still be no vaccine. There'll still be no. Well, it's still very unlikely. So there'll still be some degree of social distancing and care and washing your hands and. You should wash your hands anyway, folks, but I just mean um, yeah. I just mean that sort of government guidance of every time I, you go out, don't forget to do this, don't they Still, do still people
3: are quite cautious. I mean, you've only got to look at the situation in China, you know, things are starting to, to relax and but people are, you know, you can go out to nine restaurants are open, people don't. Um, well, you know, they're still very, very cautious. I, I might be wrong yeah, they still go to the seaside, right.
1: though, quite happily. <laughs> well, we well yeah, so they're going out but to the seaside areas. there's something about, but... there's something about outdoors, uh, you know, that people just don't see it as dangerous, whether they're right or wrong is a different matter. You might be right. I mean, this may have no effect and bond comes out and does 1.3 million. But I, I just think November, we are still good until this vaccine comes out. I think we're still in territory where we can't really guess if we're honest. No, We could have done box office projections a few months ago based on this film. And we would probably have been wrong, and we'd have been wildly divergent between us. But there would have been a logic to what we were saying. So I would have argued an amount, and I would have told you why. And you might not agree with it, but it would make some kind of sense.
3: Yeah.
1: I think now I'd feel very, very uncomfortable guessing, wouldn't you?
3: It's all that. It's all out the window. I think. I mean, ever like everything's kind of taken a major hit. Like every aspect of life, um, has taken a hit, and it's just you, you can't really call it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, Absolutely. like we're looking at like sort of new release dates, and they're all kind of like late start, late end summer now. And I think by that point, I think I think we will start to reopen things, but it will be like a slow, gradual thing. even yeah. Even and by dep- and the point, even is by choice, even by public choice. There, I think there's
1: several, there's several aspects to it, though, isn't there? Because there's not only when do they, when do they reopen? So, and how does the virus respond to that?
3: Exactly. And how do we manage that as well?
1: If if they open in July, let's say, or August, I think end of August is probably a better guess, judging by the rest. Yeah, end of the summer season. So let's say at the end of the summer, they open cinemas again. And cinemas do a few low low risk and low impact dry runs. They show a few older films and series. And, you know, maybe you can go and watch, I don't know, the Star Wars sequel trilogy or something like that. Um, by November, people might have got used to doing it again. And yes, there's a bit of distancing and washing your hands and all the rest of it, but they can get around it with scheduling and stuff like that, and maybe. But if they open it in August and it continues to, you know, we get a bit of a second spike or no one really decides to go back to the cinema except the real hardcore, then by November, we we may not be close enough to something that looks like normal. Um, but it's a guess. I mean, anything we say, it will be a total guess. We we cannot possibly know. We yeah, I can't call in, it. Never been in this situation. But I know after World War Two, there were there were and that wasn't even a viral thing. People were a bit nervous to sort of go out for a while because they'd had years of being frightened of being, being bombed, bombed. If they went, bombed if they went anywhere. So I don't know. You might be I might have to write this year off. I really don't
2: know. No,
3: We could take I, a leaf out of because was it um, South Korea? They had um, MERS which is kind, it kind of like... Sort of, well, it's deadlier. It can't uh, yeah, spread as much, but the death
1: rate was really high. Five, on. six years ago? Yeah, something like that. Something
3: like that. And obviously they had... <clears throat> not that we've less resources, but they seem to have dealt with it a lot better than... Obviously, they you know got that experience to, to build on.
1: I think, I mean... And a lot of it does depend on the vaccine because there's a of team Oxford that think they'll have it ready by September. And if they have it ready, they're suggesting that they're going to start their mass market run so it can be out there by Christmas. Now, what the government and the World Health Organization are saying is that any individual vaccine project you back has historically a low chance of success. Well, it's a quantity, so, isn't it? So, we, so we have to back loads of different horses. And on the normal run of things, we would think 12 to 18 months. That said, if this Oxford one is successful, there could be a vaccine knocking around early next year. You just mm. don't... We
3: don't know, don't
1: know. I fucking hope so, because this is like a nightmare. I'm not able to like see anybody.
3: No, this is horrendous.
1: Yeah. But um, there you go. Um, we'll just have to see. I, I think anything released this year is a risk. I think anything released pre vo- pre-vaccine is a risk. Uh, unless they literally find a drug that they know just sorts it. You know what I mean? If if they suddenly find a certain drug that's been in wide use, works on it, or they, get, they, they find some path to treating it that's a bit better, then I don't know. Yeah,
0: something I mean, that's a bit more effective that'll tide you over to a proper vaccine or something like that. Though.
1: Yeah, where people go, people go, I know it, the first sign of symptoms, I take this and it manages the worst of it, unless I'm yeah. in this at risk. But, I mean... I think what we probably ought to say um, for all the flippancy of this podcast and we do, we would prefer you to be smiling, listening than taking anything too seriously. But I think we would all acknowledge none of this fucking matters, really, in terms of like films and stuff like that. They do matter because people's jobs are dependent on the film industry. But as much as we complain about delays on Bond and stuff like that, if it's next year, it's next year. It's not the most important thing at the moment.
0: Yeah, because that because you know, by and large, well, everything F- has shifted, hasn't it? So everything's kind of like been cut. yeah,
3: everything's kind of shifted up.
0: Now they so. should never
1: have taken this long, but now they've taken this long. If it ends up being eighteen months later than they expected, that is not their fault.
3: No,
1: no, no. Um, and if it ends up being six years, the film is in the can. It's not going.
3: And they were, you know, one of the first to kind of make that decision as well. Um, Ian kind of made that decision to to pull and then move back to November, and then a lot of other studios kind of followed suit. Mm. or have gone down the VOD, the streaming route. I'd love to
1: see the sort of timeline on that decision just because Chris just asked, or one of you just asked, I think it was Chris, about Universal. And I do wonder if there was a bit of influence from Universal being risk-averse because they've only got one shot at it. Oh, that's true. If if you've got a one-film contract and you're looking at a situation that might hurt your box office, you will will be very, very You'd be extremely, yeah, you would. Um, I mean, I naturally thought it might be Eon just because with no offence meant to either of them, they are older than the average sort of studio execs and might just be a little and it's, it's, it's
3: for them, it's a family business as well, isn't it? I mean, like a, like they do care. Is, but...
1: Yeah, I think that I must say that for every criticism I've ever had of them, that there, there aren't two people you could Sorry, find... Sorry, excuse the
3: noise going on in the background
1: <laughs> You couldn't find two people that care more could you, Becca than, than Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. Nobody cares more about the franchise than those two So yeah
0: well, no, not really, because it's like a family thing as well, isn't it? Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. I think Becca would have answered that, but she's just gone to deal with the noise. <laughs> <don't know>. uh, <laughs> sorry about that.
3: Yeah, there's um, yeah, some, some work going on in the background. So. And I was just
1: saying, no one cares more than the Bond producers about the Bond franchise, whatever I might have to say about some of the decisions they've made. Um, yeah, definitely. You can from, tell. I would it say, all say comes it, from it is a family concern for them. Pres- you know, honouring legacy, protecting their investment, protecting their company, protecting their employees. So yeah. exactly. if it's next year, it's next year. I mean, I'm, I'm not I tend to think we'll be back in cinemas before the end of the year. But
3: who knows at this stage? Who knows?
1: We don't know for certain. And even if we are, I, you got to think business is going to be hit if we have nothing more than what we have now. You know, if, if all we've got is we, we're not sure how to treat this, except ventilators, if it's really bad and there's no vaccine for it, then Who's going to really want to sit watching movies in November?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I mean... We'll making I mean I'm, I'm starting to wonder if... I, I mean, I've will i, I got to think if Bond opens in November, I'll go. But
0: uh,
1: there's still that hint of doubt of what's going on in the world at that point.
0: Well, if yeah, if if it, if, it, if it's there, if it's showing, you know, if there's like, cinemas are open and they're showing it, I will be there. No doubt, but Mm. It's like whether like are, you know are they only selling like certain amount of tickets? You know it could it could it could work. It end up working like that when they slowly start gradually. I mean, um, it, you know, obviously they they probably you sell the tickets, but they would have to like only spread them out to a certain degree. So it's like there won't be a full house by any stretch of the mark. But you you mm-hmm. they make sure that you know you won't be sat next to anyone or. Unless you're like it's like you know your partner or who or whoever you know family member who you're living with, I suppose might I, 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 I don't know, but um, yeah, we've I, had my...
1: a, yeah we've had sorry to interrupt, but we've had an update on Nick uh, just on the, in the last hour uh becca's commented on it so she's obviously seen it um, oh yeah I've just
3: seen, yeah it sounds, yeah. sounds positive
1: he's got covid19 they're not clearing the pneumonia but he's conscious and grumpy and sick of being in hospital so that's all a good sign yeah, yeah. what the one worrying thing in the post is they're saying they can't understand how they got it as they've been self isolating for weeks yeah so tr- trusting that they've done everything right and because well, so, I
3: mean, there was an update from Shelley about there's some Use yeah. smoking up the front of where they live so it could have been carried up, I don't know I,
1: I mean, assuming, it, it just shows how easy it is, I mean, even if they've done absolutely everything right, you can pick it up yeah. whatever
3: It's, um, but, it's hard because um, we don't
1: know, do we? Do we just, you don't
3: know, and you what know, most of them with, with everything that's, that they've got going on you know, they're going to be like the most careful people ever.
1: I know, and they're not going to let him out until that pneumonia's cleared, so if he's conscious with it and upbeat, then all it means is he's going to be stuck mm. in there a bit longer and we can hope for the best
3: You'll
1: get luck. through this. You'll be luck,
3: fine. Nick. Good luck. Good luck. Lots
1: of good love luck. to you. You can do it. Okay. Yeah, I remain positive. Okay. Yeah. As for social media, you can find us at the you can find us. No, you can't. You can find me at the nineteen seventy six on Twitter. That's
3: a good podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can also tweet me at simtronics uh, uk. Oh, sorry, a <laughs> on Twitter. You can also find the, all the old episodes at simtronicscode at uk, which is available on. Oh, that's Becca's line, isn't it? Go on back.
3: That's me. <laughs> I think with this lockdown, we've all gone a little bit loopy and forgotten what to do. I know. Uh, And it's quite funny because the film club that I belong to, obviously, our season is on hiatus now until we reckon September time, but we're not quite sure. Um, And we would usually do, like, film of the year, for example. Um, And yeah, one of our members suggested that to us, so you can still do it. Um, I'm like, how do I do that email now? What do I do? What's my job? Um, but anyway, yes, you can find us on Twitter at Expect Us to Talk. Or you can drop us an email at gmail at gmail.com. You can find us at all the usual places Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, all the places you would usually find your podcasts. You can see us there.
1: Great. Moving on to a new series, which means Becca.
3: Dun-dun. Do you expect to talk or will return with Fast and Furious?